Welcome to the podcast, and may the fourth be with you. Uh, what's up? <laughs> How's it going, Todd? Howdy. It is the uh, it's a special day for us Star Wars fans. Tis the season, the Holy of Holies, the May the 4th, uh, 2020. Um, actually, it's Sunday, May, May the uh, 3rd. But tomorrow, when you're seeing this, it's going to be May the 4th. And uh, hopefully, hopefully you're celebrating. How are you celebrating? Are you going to celebrate? No, I don't believe in that ridiculous fandom. And I just learned, I mean, the first time I heard of it, what, what, back in 2011, I'm like, what is anyone, what is going on? And then now I just recently heard of Revenge of the Fifth, which is the next day. Come on. You don't believe in the force, do you? Oh, I can control it. <laughs> uh, only a Sith deals in absolutes. That's um, exactly what I am. <laughs> it's, it is, yeah, you, you are the Dark Lord himself. It's a it's an interesting it's an interesting time in, in the Star Wars in the Star Wars history right now. We just finished the third the third trilogy. Um The Last of the Skywalkers. The whole the saga's wrapped up in a neat little boat, right? Nah, I wouldn't say that, but it's um, wrapped up. I don't know how neat it was, but uh it was wrapped up. Man. I just even that's a thing about Star Wars that that uh, it's so interesting is like there's so many movies and there's so many different fans of so many different ages and everyone likes different ones for different reasons right. and like there's this whole subset of group of people that hate the sequels there's a lot of people that hate the prequels um, well no one hates the original trilogy I think that's everything everyone agrees on that one right. Uh, or do do they? What was a? Uh, I don't think I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they hated the original trilogy. Uh, I mean, I will say this: um, my dad only saw Return of the Jedi, and he didn't. He wasn't a fan of it. The only thing he liked mm. about it was Jabba the Hutt. Um, and you know, and that was back in 1983 when he saw it. Um, my stepmother, before she passed away, back in 2009. She hadn't seen one of the six movies, not one of them. She had no desire to see any of them. So there are people. And even when, when, the, when the, um, the sequel trilogy was starting to come out and I would have the, um, the, movie, the movie marathons leading up to it every week, you know, mm -hmm. one of them, um, there were people who came over who had never seen them either. So that's cool. So this, I introduced them in a, in a, not in a sequential way, but in a what the, what you kind of call the machete order, but it's but I don't I don't cut it up completely. I mean I I do I do four or five. You flash back to one, two, and three, and then uh, and then six confirms it all. That's all. Um, that's a cool order. It, it's so weird that George said that it's meant to be seen one six. Well, no, it there's no be, way he could be serious about that. It, it can be seen both ways. You see it the sure. way, but I I prefer to watch it four or five, and then you flash back. Um, That's pretty cool. One, two, and three, and you don't have to cut up one at all because actually, after seeing the sequel trilogy, it makes episode one even better. Um, so, uh, um, 
uh, I, and and I never had a problem with the with episode one at all. Actually, I mean, there were some kooky things, but you know, it, um, it's a kooky world. Why don't we talk? Oh, okay. What is the first? Do you remember the first time you saw Star Wars or the original? Well, I mean, I, it had to have been crazy. I know, I know it did not come out in Chicago on May twenty fifth. That is a fact. It, it did not come out on May twenty fifth. It came out in a few theaters in the Chicago area on May twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, in my suburb where I lived, it didn't come out until I think June, and mm. so I didn't see it for a little bit after the public. It's crazy uh, to think that a huge movie like that it takes like the whole summer to to spread. Yeah, mm. um, and and uh, there was a theater like um, I don't know about well you could walk to it. I guess it would be I guess equivalent about a mile away, but you. But when you're eight or nine years old, you don't uh, cross the highway. <laughs> so, um, Unless you look both ways. Well, right. But uh, anyway, uh, um, I, I remember seeing it there um, many times. And I also remember seeing it uh, at a drive-in in, in um, the Ozarks. Um, oh, nice. Ooh, Star Wars at a drive-in would be fun. I never was, got to do that. It was um, with my parent, with my mom and stepfather, my brother, and uh, a couple of friends when we went on vacation to the Ozarks. Um, I remember that. Um, so was it like a love at first sight type of thing? Huh? Was it like a love at first sight type of thing? Or I, well, no, you, we did, did you like it? I, I bet you liked to, it. Right? We would go to drive-ins all the time. That was just a thing in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seeing but it, I mean, did you like the movie? <laughs> Oh, uh, no, I thought the movie sucked, but, the, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, um, it was, uh, it was fun back then. And, uh, we would see it all the time. I and mean, back then movie was a dollar mm. and, um, you know, or even less. I don't even remember. I just remember that, you know, doing chores, I had, a, I, I saved up all my money to go see that movie over and over and over again. And uh, um, I remember when we, when when I was in day camp, even that was a field trip to uh, to the movie to see the movie. And um, so um, it was just that was the thing. And oh, yeah. um, and then in 1978, when the toys came out, then you know I got all the toys, um, the mail away, all that stuff. Um, and. Uh, and then there's just a thing. And then, then uh, um, in 1980, the sequel comes out. And I'll never forget that one because we did go opening weekend. We did not go opening day. We went opening weekend. Because, um, again, we're still, you know, I was, I was only 12 years old. So it wasn't like you can just take off of school and go to the theater. Um, yeah. And uh, we went opening weekend. And when it was over, the first thing out of my mouth was, I need to go see this again. It went too fast. Because <laughs> mm. it, it was so much faster than the, than the, the original. And if you look uh-huh. at it, I mean, it is the slowest of all. Well, even, even, even the ones that are now over two and a half hours, it's still slower than those. I mean, it's just a, it was the time, it, it was the movies of that, of that era. You know, a lot of slow-paced movies of the 70s. Um, Before everyone got ADD. Got on Ritalin. <laughs> um, and uh, so we saw it, we, we'd see it again. And then I, I remember seeing it. 
So as I said that my, my dad never took me to see it. My stepmother never took me to see it. My, but it was my mom and stepfather and my grandmother. She loved those movies too. And, um, which is my dad's mother. And so it's kind of funny that my dad's mother loved the movies, but my, um, dad didn't really see him. Uh, but we, uh, my stepfather and my mom, we'd see it again. And, um, and we'd see it because there was a 70 millimeter theater right by our house and we'd go see it there. And, um, and, uh, um, I'll, I'll never forget. It's like every time the Falcon never went to hyperspace, my stepfather would just be cracking up in the theater and, and he loved that part and everything. And, and then I think Parker and I would, I don't, I don't, I can't remember if I saw Return of the Jedi with my stepfather. I cannot remember. Um, Ooh, question about Empire, though, because we're at the 40 year anniversary yeah. and uh, Ryan Johnson contends that people weren't on board with Empire when it first came out. Like, because, you know, maybe to make him feel better about Last Jedi. Wait, what? Ryan Johnson contends that uh, that people weren't fully on board with Empire when it came out, that there was a little bit of a mixed reception. Well, all right. So my friend Kathy, who, uh, um, uh, God rest her soul, she uh, passed away um, in 2016. Um, she, uh, uh, she uh, w- when I first met her in 1994, when I was working with DeClark, um, uh, when I got my job with Lucasfilm in 96 and started working on the special editions and everything. Ooh, um, Lucasfilm we, uh, I would take her to all of the, all the movies. So mm-hmm. uh, I took her to the special edition, you know, screenings of it, special edition, mm-hmm. three prequels. And then the, the last thing we saw obviously before she passed away was the force awakened. But I remember when, when, when I, when we did, when I took her to the screening of, um, of the Empire Strikes Back, she said, of special edition, she said that she, when she was a kid, uh, so back then she would have been, so she was nine years older than me. So if I saw it when I was 12, she was, she was um, uh, 17. And um, mm. uh, she, no, right? Nine? No, 20. Math was not, that's why I'm in the biz. The film biz, I don't know. I'm sorry, 21. What was I thinking? She was 21, sorry. And, uh, um, she said she hated the Empire Strikes Back. She hated really? it. She hated it because of how it ended. Mm. She, because it left her with nothing. I mean, it, it, it left her in this cliffhanger, and she did hate that. And she, mm-hmm. she wanted their, those answers. And, and it was one of, because she loved the original. And so when that one ended, she, she's like, how do you just end like that? And I go like, well, you know, it's not going to end, you know, kind of thing. And she goes, yeah. I know. But back then when, you know, when, when, it, when it was like that, because the way the original was released, there was never, it, there was no, never a number on it. The number came after the release of The Empire Strikes Back. And so, um, so, so when that was found out and, you know, she's like, yeah, I know that it was a, it was just, it's, she just didn't like the way it ended. And, and a lot of people, I guess, it's kind of like when, um, the Harry Potter uh, series, I never read any of the books. And, uh, you know, when I was a big, a big brother and big brothers of America, when I took my little brother to, uh, uh, the very first one, he read the books. And so, you know, I, I take him to, uh, to, to take him to, we have screenings through the producer's guild. 
And um, I literally fell asleep in that first movie. I was so bored out of my mind. Everyone said, oh, well, you should read the books. They're better. The books are better. And they follow to the movie. I'm like, wait a minute. So you're telling me this seven million page book is following the, the movie to the T and I fell asleep in the movie because I was bored. What makes you think I'm going to watch this or, or read this book? And, um, but I'm a movie person and, you know, with this kid. And so we saw the first one and I hated the second one as well. The third one, uh, third one I liked, fourth one I liked, the fifth one I liked. Then the sixth one went back to Christopher Columbus directing again, and I hated it just as bad as the first two, which he did. And and then um, and and uh, then you go to seven, and I'm like, and I I sort of liked it, but it didn't have an ending. And I said I can't tell you if I like this movie until I see the second part, which was the eighth movie. Was that definitely and then once part you see one? The eighth movie, then I was like, oh, okay. Then I, I, all right, I'll like the seventh one now. But the way the seventh one ended, I was just like, come on. Hmm. And and I and I kind of, I don't know. I mean, at least like the Lord of the Rings movies, they they had endings, but you knew that they were going to continue on. But don't leave like this whole big what the hell kind of thing, you know, where you have to sit there and wait and wait. In the case of Return of the King, where it ends like 10 times. Well, that that had a problem of its own. And uh, I was just like, okay, it's over. Oh, I guess it's not. Oh, now it's over. No. Oh, I guess it's not. <laughs> so but, was, was, oh, go ahead. But anyway, I mean, so she, she, there were people that did not like, you know, The Empire Strikes Back because, mainly because of that ending. But, the take that ending away forget about that ending i mean it was all you know, the 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 whole the darkness of it the special effects all of that stuff made that movie as great as it was and mm. to this day you will never i don't care what jj abrams did with seven and nine you're never going to see you're never going to see uh special effects like the empire strikes back again i i mean they they just everything's CGI now. You can still do mm -hmm. stop motion stuff, but nothing like what they did in the Empire Strikes Back. And, um, and, and, and when we did the, the special edition, you know, a lot of the CGI stuff that we put in there, I always said, I was like, I would love to have seen just for fun if they redid that whole space, uh, the whole snow battle uh, in CGI. Just mm -hmm. to see well different it would have been mm -hmm. you know and, and then get everyone's reaction to it because you know obviously people were reacting to the special editions in different ways um well there was that uh that alleyway cut yeah that was interesting uh this is the empire strikes back revisited by this guy named Addie Wan, who basically he makes the special editions this super super special editions adds more cgi there's like CGI troopers in the Battle of Hoth, the AT-AT -AT opening up and all the troopers come out. I remember that was kind of cool. Uh, well, the, but yeah, it, cool, it, cool watch for Star Wars fans. The problem with the, the problem, uh, well, even, didn't he do the one with uh, the Obi-Wan and Vader site, the fight in the, in the Death Star? Did he do that one too? Or is that a totally different person? No, a different team. Oh, well, what, I mean, but they, 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 it just makes them look like video games. And so it doesn't look as natural as if it was done professionally through a movie so yeah. um i mean this, what he did 
looked good. I mean, I liked how you could see some of the, the stormtroopers coming out of the walker. Um, uh, cause that was originally, you know, they were going to have a surface battle, you know, gun to gun battle, but that mm. just didn't happen. And, but yeah, you really don't see a lot of like trooper on trooper action in Hoth, but the, the, the editing is cut so well that it makes you think like there's this giant. It, it, it's like, not necessary. I mean, the, the movie's yeah. tight enough. It, it's not warranted. Um, but, uh, so, but then when, when, uh, so the Empire, uh, I'm sorry, for when Return of the Jedi came out in 83, I was 15 and we went immediately, we went opening night, um, back then movies didn't really open. Well, did that open it? I don't think re- it did. I, yes, it did. Cause I remember my parents were not going to let me go to a midnight screening on a school night for Return of the Jedi. So we had gotten our tickets for the um, 7 p.m. screening in the 20, in the 70 millimeter um, uh, theater. Um, and while we're standing in line waiting to go inside and the other, so the, the way this theater was, is it was two theaters. One played the 35, one played the 70. And um, the 70 millimeter held about a thousand people. The the 35 millimeter held about 850 people. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, they were big. And, um, and they, uh, um, so when the, the, the five o'clock showing where people were letting out and we were about to go in, you know, people come out crying and everything. And I'm like, what? <laughs> They're crying. <laughs> and and uh, now I can't wait to see this, but I will never, ever, ever, ever forget what happened the day uh the day of the movie before we went and saw it was that um we're in we're me and my brother no i don't i don't remember my brother i just remember that i was in the kitchen and uh eating breakfast getting ready for school and uh, um the uh larry lujak in chicago the dj at the time um says turn off your radios because i'm going to give you the plot because, uh, he, you know, the comic book came out before the movie did. Mm-hmm. So he, and, and so I did, I turned off the radio because I didn't want to hear anything. And, um, and I go from the kitchen to my bedroom to finish getting ready for school. And as I'm walking past the bathroom where my dad was getting ready for work, he still had the radio on. And I heard the whole thing about Luke and Leia being brother and sister and the father and son thing. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I was so mad at my dad for having the radio on. And I heard it before I saw the movie and I was pissed. And and I tried to go the whole entire day without saying anything to all my friends and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, it's like, did you hear Larry Lujak, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And and, uh, um, so then at seven o'clock, me and my brother, we go to the movie. And, you know, as I said, people were coming out, they were crying, and I couldn't figure out why. And then we saw the movie, and it was like, oh, I love that movie. And I still do. It ranks in my top three. Mm. Ranks top three of of all of all uh, uh, eleven movies, um, but uh, um, yeah. So that was that was those movies. Then kind and of did, when that ended, what were you like? In the, were you thinking to yourself, "Oh man, this is the last Star Wars I'll ever see"? 
Well, right. yeah, because it basically ended. And, it, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it, there were always the talks of three before, obviously, because of it's number four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. But the seven, eight, nine afterwards, I mean, who, who knows? I mean, what is that a thing? I mean, there was always conflicting stories. You know, George mm-hmm. just basically, the one story was like, so, uh, 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 someone, you know, asked him, was like, oh, well, so there's three before, will there be three after? You go, oh, sure. You know, kind of like a quick off the cuff answer. Hmm. Um, so, and then, and then, uh, and then there was always Mark Hamill's, uh, interview saying, you know, 30 years later, you know, mm-hmm. rise the role or something like that. You know, so there there was always talks of sequels afterwards and and the prequels, but what would come first, kind of thing. No one ever knew, and 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 at that point, here I am, I'm 15 years old, in high school, and and uh, it it came. I just gave all my toys to my younger cousin. It's like because now it's sports and girls, and uh, and I just didn't care so much anymore. And then it kind of disappeared. I mean, you had the two Ewok movies. Um, Never and, seen those. Any good? Um, they're all right. I mean, they were. What are those even about? Is there there animated movies or live action? Live action, right? Live action with uh, starring Wicket and two kids. Um, Mm. But they they were they were they were just they weren't even sequels. I think they actually took place before Return of the Jedi. I think they take place. If I remember correctly, I think they take place before the events of Return of the Jedi. And. but I mean, it was just, you know, kids movies. And, and, and that's the one thing when, you know, when the sequels, I mean, the prequels came out is like, you had those crazy fans who were upset about the, uh, about the prequels because they were too, I mean, they were made for, you know, I grew there, up. Hey, you, you froze on, you froze on made for what? <laughs> what? You, 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 you said they were made for. And it froze. Oh, they were made for kids. They <laughs> yes. were made for all ages. But uh, mm. I mean, so I, I, I like so when the prequels came out. I mean, I didn't have a problem with any. You know, Jar Jar's the the um, the uh, the 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 uh, comic relief of the movie. I I I didn't have a problem with the character. People are probably going to throw things at the screen right now. But uh, um, I. <laughs> I also have a friend who uh, who was convinced because I was working at Lucasfilm at the time of the prequels being made, and he says, "You're the one. It's, you're the one who probably convinced George to keep Jar Jar in there." What an insult! Because because he hated the Jar Jar character so much, and I don't have a problem with the Jar Jar character. <laughs> that uh, and it's like I didn't have a. I mean. I didn't have a problem with the fart jokes. I didn't, I didn't have a problem. It's like I was going in there like I was that eight, nine-year-old kid again mm. and just enjoying these movies. It was great to mm. see these characters in a different setting. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's familiar but new at the same time. You know, right. you know the backstory based on a two-page prologue in the original book. And, but you've always wanted to know, that's what I loved about it. I, uh, I was waiting. I wanted to know what are the clone wars? What, how did this, the, the Senator become the Supreme ruler, you know, all that stuff. Mm. And, and, uh, that's what I wanted to know. And I had, I mean, the only problem, let's see, 
uh, I, I don't, the, the only problem I had with the Phantom Menace was the pod race. As great as it was, it was just too long. And then when they put it on home video, they made it longer. So I was like, Ugh. but, um, and, and then, and that's the only thing I really had wrong with the, with the first movie. The second one. Oh, hold up. Can we put a pin in, pin in prequels? Got to back it up. Okay. We, we jumped through the nineties real quick. Because we were in the All right, so there was nothing going on. And then in 1991, 1991 is when those books started coming back out. Or, you know, the, the, the Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn trilogy. And, uh, and, the, and the sequel, they, and those were all original sequel, sequels to Return of the Jedi. Correct. And, and I watched, I watched, I read those books. I read all of them. I've read every book that has come out since, since that, since. Well, actually, probably every book that's come out since 1976. But, uh, um, I, you know, because you had the uh, the three Lando books, you had the three Han Solo books thrown in mm. there as well. You had Splinter of the Mind. Were those, given, were those giving backstory? Like, did the Han Solo book cover the Solo movie material? No. The, the, well, there was one reference in, um, in the Solo movie. Lando, Lando was... Um, when he was on the Falcon by himself and doing the Lando Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that a thing? That was basically kind of like just referencing back to his, um, his trilogy. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Uh, the um, one thing would have been nice is that he had a droid called Goofy Ra. And um, it, instead of L3, it would have been, you know, kind of nice. Mm. To, but you got to remember that um, all those books were thrown out of canon. So... Sure were. Um, well, the, but I asked my mom today when when I when she first showed me Star Wars because uh, she she's the Star Wars nut in the family. My dad uh, never cared for him um, to his loss. But uh, she she said uh, I was three years old. It was like Christmas time. There was a, a a marathon on like WGN, and she said I sat down. I watched the whole thing, the whole thing with her, and then I was obsessed with Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. Uh, I remember my aunt. She was uh she had like medium length blonde hair and I'd always say Luke, I am your father and I'd try to fight her. Um, but I was pretty much obsessed from the second I saw it. And then I saw Phantom Medicine Theater with my mom. That was the first one I saw in theaters. I didn't I didn't they she didn't take me to see the special editions when they came out. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I remember the second time seeing it, I, I like covered my eyes every time I saw Darth Maul because I didn't want to see the horns until the end to surprise myself. I don't know why I did that. But uh, it was uh, yeah. So, but in the '90s is when you start. What what year do you actually start with Lucasfilm? '96. '96. Uh, so well, so yeah. So I read. I was reading all the all those books and everything up until then. And then '96 uh, was, um, well, '96 is when my career changed basically. Um, when when uh, uh, um, an SIU alum, you know, uh, was go dogs was speaking uh, uh, at the internship program, uh, and I went up to him afterwards, jokingly, just said, "So, are there any openings?" And uh, he's in back then. So in '96, I was 20. I, I was when that happened. I was about to turn 28. Um. Yeah, I was about to turn 20, like in a month. And, um, and I still looked like I was 12. And he, uh, he said, well, when you graduate, you know, and, and if you come out here, then just uh, let me, you know, get in contact with me. And then, 
I'll meet with you. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I've been out here for six years now. And um, uh, he goes, well, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a post-production coordinator for television. And he said, well, we're moving offices this week, so why don't you uh, call me next week and, uh, and uh, I'll meet with you. So I did. I called him the next week. I met with him, and then he hired me right on the spot. So um, it's kind of like why, why I must have it for every show that I work on, must have an SIU alum working with me at all times. Pay it um, forward. And um, do I have one on this show right now? Oh, shit. Um, No, that's so weird. I do not have someone working with me. That's the first time in a long time. But I was kind of, uh, um, I was kind of, um, ha- I, well, it was kind of, pre- the, I came into the show, the one that I'm working on right now. So, I mean, it's a fourth season. So, I, so it's basically people were already established before I had really had a choice to hire anyone. And the one person that I could have brought on, uh, he was already, he was busy. And I bet you with this pandemic, I bet you he's not working and he probably could have been. So whatever. I mean, you know, if the queen had balls, she'd be king. So <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> facts, facts, facts. <laughs> so, um, but it, generally every show that I work on, I must have an SIU alum because it's, it's my way of giving back what this alum did for me and uh which you know i started started off as a film major in school but when the bug flew in my eye and infected my eye and i had it taken incomplete uh, in film i switched over to radio and tv because you can actually watch a monitor with one eye and the and my viewfinding eye on did, we, did you have a patch on your eye yeah and i it's that was the thing my viewfinding eye was the one that went bad oh, and um so I uh, um, switched radio and TV. And then when I would start working at Lucasfilm is where I would learn everything about film. That, I mean, I took, I still had to complete mm-hmm. my film class at SIU, mm-hmm. uh, uh, film one. Uh, mm-hmm. And I did, I completed it. Um, but everyone else in my class had all moved on and I never really got to um, catch up to them. And I just didn't want to anymore. And, and it got to a point where, you know, back then a lot of TV shows were filmed anyway. So uh, um, it didn't really, didn't really matter so much to go into. Back then, our school was it, was, it was divided up radio and TV and cinema and photography, as opposed to most schools are radio, TV, film. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I just, I had no interest to go back to the C&P, the cinema t- photography um, part of the and just stayed and graduated with radio and TV. So working at Lucasfilm, I learned everything about film that I just never knew. And that, and that even includes international distribution. I mean, it was just a lot of stuff that um, I just didn't know. And, what is that like, like day one, walking into the Lucasfilm office? Like, what do they even have you do? Aside from fill out your start paperwork, I'm sure. Well, it was, I don't I mean... Were they far along into the special editions when they when you came on? What? Were they pretty far along into the special editions when you, when you came in? Yeah, because I was coming in at the the post part of the of the process, mm. and um, so um, 
they, uh, I mean, there was a lot, basically you sign your life away to confidentiality. <laughs> um, and, uh, it was, um, I, I loved it. I mean, I mean, I bet you were telling bragging to everybody. Hey, well, the new well, movies are coming. Well, but it, 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 well, so it's funny because in when that happened, so, um, 96 would have been my, um, 10 year high school reunion. And, um, I was, when I got hired, I was working on the Jerry Lewis telethon and, um, and he's mean, Does he ever, did you ever talk to him? I heard he's mean. Jerry Lewis. No, he was great. He, he actually, uh, well, the funny story with him was that he, um, this was during the time of Macarena. Every time he came into the office, every single time he walked in the door, we all had to get up and do the Macarena. Not kidding. True story. Every time he came into the office, we all had to get up and do the Macarena. Yeah, I think that proves it. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was really cool because he actually, uh, he even signed uh, an autograph picture for my mom for her birthday. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, he was really... I, I, I had a, I had a great experience working with him and it was only a one time, you know, most of the people who do the Jerry Lewis telethon have been doing it for years and years and years, but it was my friend, Kathy, who I talked about earlier. She was the one who got me the job mm-hmm. on the show as, um, as a script coordinator. And I had never done that job before. Obviously it was an easy job, although long hours, cause you know, tell telethons, you know, it's a 24 hour telethon too. So, but, yeah. um, during pre-production we uh is when i met with robert uh at thx and um and we um and 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 he said um and then when he hired me and i said well i gotta finish up i gotta finish up jerry lewis lewis and then uh i have my uh 10-year high school reunion he goes we'll start you when you come back from uh from, from back home. And so, um, and it's funny cause when I went back to, cause I took off, you know, around 11 o'clock in the morning to, uh, from Jerry Lewis to go, uh, to go meet with Robert in Burbank. And then, uh, when I came back and they said, so, and I said, yeah, that he hired me on the spot and they go, well, you're finishing this show. Right. And I go, yeah, I'm finishing the show. I'm going to start after my, my reunion when I go back home from my reunion. And, uh, so when I went, when I went to, but what was, oh no, there's, I forgot. There was another telethon that I was booked on that I had to do that. It was the, it was called the big help, um, with, uh, it was Nickelodeon's telethon and I had to do that one. So it was, it was, um, it was Jerry Lewis. Um, then the big, was it, it was, it was Jerry Lewis, then the big help, then my, my, uh, um, reunion. And then I started at Lucasfilm. And, um, uh, when I, when, when I, um, when I went home for the, the reunion, you know, all my friends know that, you know, I'm in the freelance world and they, and they know I go show to show to show to show. And, uh, so they said, well, what are you working on next? And I said, well, when I go back, I'm actually going to start working at Lucasfilm. The next morning, so think about this. You ever watch Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. So whenever Jerry would say something and Elaine would say, get out, and then, you know, pushes him across the, 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 the floor, that was what 
it was the rest of the night at the reunion. It's like, everyone's like, I, I mean, I it felt like I woke up with whiplash the next morning <laughs> because everyone's like, what about this? What about this? What about this? You know, cause they had already mm-hmm. announced the new trilogy. They announced mm-hmm. the special editions. They announced all this stuff before I, uh, before I came back to school and I go, I haven't started yet. I know nothing. You know, <laughs> Just mm-hmm. give me some time. And, uh, so, um, I go and then, um, you know, and I start working there and then I find out, you know, I, I saved Fox and Lucasfilm from a multi-million dollar mistake. And then next thing you know, I'm in Rome for two months and, uh, I sent all the post. I, 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 what was the mistake? Well, hold on. I bought a hundred postcards and I said, and I wrote to all my friends, you know, saying, don't be mad. I am literally in Rome right now working on the star Wars special edition foreign versions. And, uh, um, and of course, you know, everyone was surprised, you know, I was only given 24 hour notice to go to Rome. And, um, so it was every, and, and I signed every postcard, you know, in Rome, may the force be with you. And, I mean, in Italian. And, um, and so I mean, what, what happened was, um, you know, Empire, it, 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 and so 40, 40 years of the Empire Strikes Back, it, it all came from the Empire Strikes Back. So. The Empire Strikes Back at the time, because there were only three movies, was my favorite of the three. And um, I could literally recite that movie from opening crawl to the credits, and maybe even the credits. What's the first line? The first line? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars? <laughs> or of the actual crawl? No, no the movie. The, the spoken, spoken line. Episode yeah, 5. Yeah. Going on, it's a dark time for the rebellion. Okay. In the crew. Uh, uh, okay. That checks anyway. out. Checks out. <laughs> um, so we're in. Uh, so a French Canadian version of the Empire Strikes Back is dropped on my lap, and I said, "Well, is what that, is that not in English?" It was French Canadian. French Canadian. Yeah. So like, voulez-vous coucher? Eh? It's it's a if it, it's a little bit different than Peru Peruvian French or however you want. Peruvian French. I, 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 there, there's Parisian French or whatever. Uh, it's there's French in France, and then there's uh-huh. French Canadian, just like there's Latin American Spanish and Castilian Spanish. That makes where, sense. Where the two can't really, they can almost talk to each other, but it's two mm-hmm. different dialects. So a French Canadian version is dropped on my lap, and I don't, I don't speak, I don't speak French, and. Um, so I said, well, what am I supposed to do with this? And they said, well, it is the first print off the inner negative. So um, go through it, make sure it's clean. You know, no dirt, no dust, no scratches, um, that it's in sync, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm watching through. It's, you know, it's quality control. And I'm watching through, get through the first reel, get through the second reel. Each reel, if no one's familiar with film, is that reels of film are approximately about 20 minutes each. And the Empire Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back were were both six real films. Return of the Jedi was a little bit longer. It was a seven real film. Um, and uh, um, we get to the third reel, and it's uh, we get to the asteroid cave, and um, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, something something doesn't sound right. 
or something is not right. And I'm not sure what it is. I can't figure it out. And, uh, but there's something definitely wrong with the scene and it was driving me nuts. And, uh, I, it was just, it was, it was really, really hard to figure it out. And, um, but it's clean and, and mm. there's no dirt, there's no dust, there's no scratches, music, sound effects, you know, it's all there. And, um, uh, then Han shoots the ground. They go running into the Falcon. They take off the breath mass and all of a sudden they start talking again. And I'm like, that whole entire scene is missing dialogue. Um. And, uh, so I call up, I call up my boss. I said, Robert, there's missing dialogue. And he goes, oh, you're just too into it. <laughs> and I go, no, there's missing dialogue. And he said, he goes, what, well, what, what were you listening to? And I said, Dolby Digital. And he said, did you listen to the other formats yet? And I said, no. So back then, um, there were three, there were four soundtracks. You had Dolby Digital, you had SDDS, which was Sony's di digital dynamic sound, or mm -hmm. Sony dynamic digital sound, whichever, whatever, whatever it was, and DTS audio, and the original Dolby analog audio. So I had listened to Dolby Digital, so now I go through the reel again to listen to um, uh, SDDS, and it's missing an SDDS. I go through it again and listen to DTS and it's missing in DTS as well. And he, so here you are getting to watch the third reel, you know, three times, <laughs> it's just over and over and over again. So I call him back up and he says, um, you know, are you, well, are you sure? And I said, I said, yeah. And he goes, well, did you listen to the analog? I said, not yet. And he said, so his theory was because these movies were originally analog. Mm -hmm. that this is the first time they're being digitally remastered, that maybe something fell out of the remastering process. So, or, you know, something dropped out. So I go back and I listen to Dolby Analog and it's missing from there as well. Mm -hmm. So of course he's confused. He doesn't, he doesn't know. Um, he, he doesn't get it. He's like, well, <laughs> He's like, are you sure? And I go, yes. He goes, because I now have to make that call to Fox and to Lucasfilm, you know, up north. Because our, our offices were down in Burbank. Mm -hmm. And so he had us call the ranch. And, um, and I said, it's miss there's missing dialogue. And, of course, when he made the call, no one believed, believed me. And I said, well, here's the deal. I'm not going to pass these because there's missing dialogue. And I don't want these to go to print because this is not right. And, um, and I said, but here's, here's the other problem. I have to be in Valencia at six o'clock or I have to leave now. I have to be there by seven o'clock because I'm helping my friend Kathy with, uh, another project. So I said, I'll leave the, the print here on, uh, you know, and you guys can look at it. Well, when I got home that night around midnight, so back in those days, micro cassettes, answering machines are about this big. Mm. And, um, so on my voicemail, I preserved the voicemail to MP3, and this is this is what it was. Six thirty-five here on Thursday evening. Wanted to let you know that I spoke with Ted Galliano over at Fox, um, who, as you know, is their senior VP of Post, 
and in our conversation he said hey who's been catching that stuff with the french reels whoever it is tell him he's a god mm-hmm. and that uh, and give a big kiss for us because i don't know how we fucked up and missed it but um and then he said was it was it todd and i said yeah it was todd abrams and he said i knew it he apparently he and tom were talking about who it might have been and they suspected you so uh you have you have been praised from the post god to fox there you go see you back and the dark lord was born (laughs) <laughs> so, that, so that's where my career changed because I was then instantly promoted and, um, you know, so I was now overseeing the remixes of, because what I found was a much larger problem. Um, so when we were going through the foreign versions of Star Wars, no one really caught it because no one was really looking for anything like that. And, and basically what... They probably had a lot of people who didn't speak their language watching well, them, right? There's that too. And, and, the, and so the problem was is that if they didn't see their lips moving, they didn't replace the, 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 um, the, the, the language. So mm-hmm. stormtrooper voices, <gasps> um, overhead speakers like off camera, you know, like uh, the rebel base will be in firing range in 15 minutes. That kind of stuff. Well, who the hell? Who the hell let that happen? That's well, crazy. Well, they just said it. They they screwed up, yeah. and so I then um, so the 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 foreign producer from twenty years before. You remember this is twenty years. You know, this was the twentieth anniversary kind of thing. So twenty yeah. years earlier, there was no. Um, the foreign producer wasn't available. They had to hire a new foreign producer who doesn't know the movies. And so I sat with her Damn. and, the, and the, the remixer at Tadeo and we, um, we would go through and if I, we went through all three movies and if there was something missing, um, I would stop and I say, there's dialogue missing here. And then she made sure that the right language for each territory was put in for each one of the, 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 the languages and um and then that's when i was given 24-hour notice to go to rome to oversee the printing process um in rome now there was one guy already there um peter he uh he went he so what was happening was he went to get the lab set up for us coming there and then when i would arrive because i still had to remix everything you know oversee the remix of everything so he was just getting everything uh you know all because all foreign all all the foreign territories were printed at technicolor in rome um also in technicolor in london so what he did was get the rome they start in rome first and then once i came to rome then he went to london and in London, he did all the English-speaking territories of uh, um, Europe and mm. subtitles and mo- movies with subtitles, uh, the, uh, the prints with the subtitles. I did all of the foreign languages. So I now learned lang- foreign languages as I would go. German, French, Spanish. Um, is there any character that you think is Star Wars? Uh, do you, can you think of any examples like a, a character that was like sounds radically different than? Well, they movies? all they they all are. I mean, and it, and it's funny because first of all, when you watch, when you see the the Death Star conference room in Italian, it looks like a it sounds like a mafia movie. <laughs> and when you uh, when you uh, <laughs> and when you see it in German, it now sounds like a like a. Um, 
Well, it's yeah, and and it's just the, it's just the language. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also learned about foreign dubbing um, that they try to um, you know match lip movement mm-hmm. to, to, as best as they can. Um, and and a prime example is, and this is how I learned about R two D two and C three PO. So um, when we were here in the states, when we were remixing. Um, I didn't catch it in Star Wars because it, it, it's one of those things, you know, when when you're so used to something, it just kind of goes right past you kind of thing. But then if you're, mm-hmm. but, but when something just is out of the ordinary. So when R2 falls into the swamp after they land on Dagobah and Luke yells, yeah, and <laughs> Luke yells R2, mm-hmm. but in, in um, Italian, he yells Chiuno. And I was like, what did, and I stopped. I go, what did he just yell? Cause Chino is C1 that I know because I, I grew up in an Italian family. So I mm-hmm. knew, and, and I also, uh, I took six years of Spanish. So I, they're very similar languages. So when he yelled Chino, I was like, what did he just yell? And Chino is, is C1 and it would have been Eredue cause that's R2. Uh-huh. And, um, so, and if you go back to the 1976 Italian version of Star Wars, when, or what, what, whenever it was released back in, because mm-hmm. you know, I have the book, because when I was there, I bought, I, I bought the book. And he, C-3PO and R2-D2 and Darth Vader and Princess Leia's name were all changed in Italian. Mm-hmm. C-3PO was, was called D-3PO. So it was pronounced De Trespeo. Uh, princess Leia was Princess Prince, Principata, which is princess. Layla and Darth Vader was Dart Fenner, F-E-N-E-R. Hmm. And then R2-D2 was C1-P8, Chiuno Piotto. And, nice. and I have those Star Wars figures, all of them that say those. Um, because you just huh. have to have it. Because it's so different. And it has yeah. the very Stellari card back you know uh-huh are those so, names that still carry over to today like an italian version well, well that's the funny thing i'll get to that so mm-hmm. uh uh when um when when uh uh when i got to to italy um because i i don't speak italian fluently i can un, i can read it and i can understand it but i can't speak it so um uh there was one of the the he was a con, he worked in contracts at technicolor and he probably spoke better english than me being a native romanian a Rom, Rom, what it Rom, 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 roman <laughs> native roman <laughs> and uh, and and he told me how he learned uh how he learned english he learned english from american songs I'm like, gee, should I learn Italian from Italian songs? He said, you should. I'm like, (laughs) so uh, anyway, uh, he um, uh, he would be my interpreter, and he actually explained to me why it was. He was your C3PO. Yeah, he was. And uh, he um, and to this day, we still talk to each other. I mean, we check in every once in a while, you know, because it, the the pandemic started, you know, it was really bad in Rome. Yeah. Well, bad in Rome, in Italy. He, yeah. he was saying it wasn't bad where he because he's in Rome. It was all in the northern. Mm. Um, but he's doing good. So that's good. Um, but anyway, um, he, uh, he, he, he was telling me, he's like, so 
Ere due de due would not flow with the Italian language. So that's why it was changed to Ciuno Pioto. Hmm. So, who, who, who is in charge of making those decisions like that? Like, and, and do they have to get approved by George, do you think? I, I don't know. To this day, huh. I don't know. I don't know how it, uh, how, I don't know any of that stuff. Uh, I, it's a good question. But, but what happens is, is that when the Phantom Menace came along, Mm-hmm. And, um, and I watched the, the Italian version, uh, and in Italian, they went back to Ere Due De Due. And I said to them, I go, you know that you've now created a continuity error. Right. Because basically, you, you hear, if you watch it in chronological order, you're, 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 you have this R2-D2 character that is now Ere Due De Due, R2-D2, but then all of a sudden, when you get to episode four, his name is now changed. And same thing with C-3PO that their names have changed. And um, so they said at their, their, their reasoning was, was that these are iconic characters and everyone would know that. And, and I was like, well, I would agree. I could agree with that to some extent, but then when you read, you know, the, when you read today with how the, the Chinese market of, um, of the sequel trilogy, you know, of anything Star Wars, it wasn't big in China. Mm-hmm. So, Imagine if they did it that way. It's like how would you know it would be changing? You know because it, it's they're not iconic characters. Star Wars was not embraced by Chinese by the Chinese culture mm-hmm. back then, and, uh, and even to today, which is why it doesn't do well. You know the new movies didn't do well in China. Um, but I, I just find it you know kind of fascinating. So but when so when you're watching in the asteroid cave. I'm sorry, when they're flying through the asteroid field, um, uh, Han says, I'm going closer to one of those big ones. And both at the same time, Leia and 3PO say, they question and they go closer. So in Italian, what they did was, because you don't see C-3PO's lips move, which is the exception to Vader and 3PO were the exception to the missing dialogue. Their mm-hmm. dialogue was never missing because they're prominent characters. Mm-hmm. And, it, and so, you know, even though you never see their lips move, they're dot, and that's what threw everything off because, well, if we can hear them, how come we can't hear the others? Yeah. You know? So um, anyway, so they're flying through the asteroid field and Han says in Italian, I'm going closer to one of those big ones. And then, um, uh, um, Leia, uh, Leia, um, well, 3PO says closer, you know, like he, does, he questions it closer mm-hmm. because his lips aren't moving. But Leia says, Cosa. Okay. And so in, in Italian, Cosa means what? So when he says, I'm going mm-hmm. closer to one of those big ones, she's actually saying, what? Mm-hmm. Cosa matches the lips of closer. So that's how uh, they do that kind of stuff. They try yeah. and rewrite the dialogue as best as they can to make it, you know, and it's not always going to work. It's not uh-huh. a, a science or whatever, but I thought that was kind of funny, you know, and that's, and I knew that by, by, you know, cause when, when we're remixing and, you know, and I do know the Italian language. So it was like, okay, she, he didn't, she didn't say closer. She said what, you know, and, and, uh-huh. and the foreign producer explained to me, that's what they do. And I'm like, well, that's pretty interesting. And I, and, and like I said, I learned all of this stuff and, and my whole entire career changed because that's how I instantly became a post supervisor. And then when I went back into the TV world, post supervisor, and then eventually became a post producer, which is where I am. Yeah. Yeah. So 
the whole, funny circle that you're such a such a huge yeah. fan of Star Wars and Star Wars is what what uh, made everything. Well, but you know, what, and here's the funny thing. So when the special edition came out, you know, I um, I was too busy remixing, so I never got a chance to go to the Chinese theater for the um, the premiere of this of of of, of um, a new hope, and um, uh, and. But when I got home and I was watching all these news stories, you know, people kept saying, I got into this business because of Star Wars. And, then, and what I find funny is that, you know, I'm, I did not get in this business because of Star Wars. I actually got in the business after Star Wars, Star Wars ended. I got into the business in 1984 when the Temple of Doom came out. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I said, when, you know, when they were... I'm, when, when I'm a big fan of roller coasters. And when they were going through the mine car chase, I was like, I want to do that. And, uh, and so that, that's what got me into the, you know, and I loved how dark that movie was. I just loved, you know, pulling people's hearts out of their bodies and, and chilled monkey brains. And I had bugs for lunch and, you know, I just love that whole entire sequence of every event that happened in that movie. And, uh, and that's what got me into the film business. And, uh, and, and then, you know, and I had three goals and, and I had three major goals and I've accomplished, I always say two and a half, um, but I mean, I sort of accomplished the third one. One was to meet George. Not only did I meet him, I got to work for him. Two was... Um, did you hug so, him? I would have kissed him on the lips. <laughs> no, we didn't go that far. Uh-huh. Um, two was... Um, uh, uh, um, in, in one of the suburbs of Chicago, there's a, a replica um, of the uh, Leaning Tower of Pisa. It mm. sits outside of one of the YMCA's. I didn't and know that. It's the Leaning Tower YMCA. And, um, and I'm like, oh, cool. you know, I'm a little kid. I'm like, oh, cool, a leaning building. And when you get into high school and you start learning about world history and geography and all that stuff, you learn that there is a real Leaning Tower. And I've always made that a goal. I want to see that thing in real life. And when I got to Rome, I was able to take a weekend off and go up to Pisa and I got to see the real leaning tower. Unfortunately, you, at that time, you couldn't go in it because it was falling. And so it was under scaffolding because they were trying to straighten it, not completely straighten it up, but make it more sturdier. Oh. So Did I you never take a picture with it using the force to hold it up? No, because I was by myself, so I couldn't do it. Oh. And back then, no one selfie, selfie huh? sticks. And there was, and, and, and you know what? And you know what? Actually, back then, cell phones didn't have cameras and they were like flip phones. And I don't even think I had a phone back then. So your camera was just a camera and cameras didn't have selfie sticks. <laughs> so, um, and then, uh, the third goal, uh, is to direct. I've always wanted to direct, but I, I learned over time that that reality was, 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 was going, was kind of hard to achieve. There were, there were different approaches to it, and I didn't one of the way one way I didn't want to approach it there, there were there, the other ways I, I didn't want to approach it, and I loved post production enough that I could stay I'd rather stay in that world that but because of post production we um, you know we deal with voiceover talent and we direct the voiceover talent. And so I, I was able to direct some voiceover, you know, 
talent, meaning, uh, well, my, my biggest celebrity that I uh, um, directed was uh, uh, Dennis Franz when he was on NYPD Blue at the time, and also an SIU alum. Yeah. And uh, so I went, I went, when we had our session with him, um, I, you know, put, put on an SIU sweatshirt to break the ice with that because it was my first time meeting him and all that. And so that, and so that's why, you know, granted you're not directing like a feature film or a television show or something, but you still, you have to have, you still have to get them to, you know, say what you need them to say in the right context and everything. So that's why I say two and a half because bless you. I directed him. So, and, and some other voiceover artists and stuff like that, but it's Thanks not a goal. Divorce. It's not a goal anymore. I said that if I got on, to, if I got on a show and the show was very successful, then, you know, I can always, you know, say to the, um, you say, Hey, can I get my chance to direct it kind of thing? You know, one episode. Yeah. Uh, it's not, I'm not out here to win awards or anything. It wasn't like that. Um, I mean, that's what everyone's goal is to, you know, win that Oscar or that Emmy. And it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I, I love what I do. So I, I mean, I love, I love doing post-production because I like to see the finished product. It's right. more it's of such a, such a post-production heavy, heavy thing to begin well, yeah, with. But, it, but anything, I mean, production for me unless you are physically doing something on the set it's just hurry up and wait and you just sit there and Mm -hmm. uh i mean granted in in post-production you're sitting there you hear the same you know if you're an editor you're listening the same thing over and over and over again until you get it correct um but still um, yeah but you get to you get to make that's where the movie is made really though i mean that's what george says he got the most control in the editing room yeah and um so so that that took takes you through to the late the you know through the 90s and, and yeah then, did you get any uh like because because they were filming while you were at lucasfilm did you ever like happen to like accidentally see a piece of concept art or anything or did you ever have to keep quiet about something that you saw that really well, yeah everything when you walk through the main building mm-hmm. skywalker sound and um in the archives, because I got to go through all of them. You went to the archives? But I was not allowed, the only thing I wasn't allowed to do was swim in the lake, in Lake Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got to go through all it. And the vineyard is really cool. That sits right, you know, underneath the, it's not underneath, it's just outside of, uh, of, um, of uh, Skywalker Sound. I mean, and it's, and, and uh, um, it's just really, it was really cool. You saw the original edit droid, um, which was, uh, which beca- later would become avid. And, um, so, you know, you see a lo- lot of things, um, but you're not allowed, you know, I was basically, I signed my life away. Yeah. When, I, when I went to Rome, you know, the internet was, 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 um, was kind of brand new back then. Mm-hmm. And they even said, do not get on the internet, do not get on those websites and, and, and say things and all that. And, I mean, they warn you what you can and cannot do. And uh, yeah, you have to be, you know, you never know. You slip up. And, and it, 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 but it was all worth it. If you could. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, I had a lot of friends that were jealous of me and, you know, and I had a great time and, and I got some great, you know, perks out of it. And, um, so, and, and am I biased because I was there during the, the prequels? No. 
I mean, I love the prequels. This is what I wanted to see, you know, growing up. I wanted to see this. Now, the, the whole thing, you know, everyone, you know, if, I, if, if, if it was me doing it, I never would have revealed uh, Vader in mm-hmm. episode three. I would, pr- I, would, I, would, I would love to have made it uh, um, that it was left up to the viewer when, when Obi-Wan walks away and you see Anakin burn, mm-hmm. is that left to die. Right, yeah, and that would have been. That would be, so because of that, and you never see Sidious come and get him, you, um, and you never see him being rebuilt and put in the suit, and um, so that when episode four opens up, the way I the way I look at it is that it's um, you um, uh, you know so the first you don't know who he is he's just this guy in black comes in and he's mm-hmm. you know, obviously he's well no he hadn't used the force power yet because all he did was pick up Antilles and by the by the yeah he didn't use a force power there is when Leia comes into the picture and she says, Darth Vader, I should have known. So right there, as an audience person, as a fan or whatever, you can then put two and two together and say, well, we do know that Darth is a a Sith Lord um, because we've established that with Darth Maul and Darth Tyrannus and Darth Sidious and that obviously he has a new apprentice. Mm -hmm. We don't know anything about him. We don't know anything. And so then when he reveals himself in episode five and says that he is his father, then that shock stays preserved because, well, how is that possible? How is he his father? We mm-hmm. saw Anakin Skywalker die. We're, it's okay to show the birth of the twins. I mean, I, it, you would probably only want to see one of them being born because we, you know, you don't want to, you know, the whole thing with the twins. Yeah, I don't know how you'd keep that secret. The, the, way, the way it's shot, I mean, I get... <laughs> I don't know how you would do it. I mean, it's like, yeah. do you show the birth the, I mean, uh, of either of them? Or do you show one coming out and she dies and then it cuts away? But little did we know is that she actually... Um, they, they pull one out. You know, we never see or pull the other one out. It, she, maybe she pulls out Luke, names Luke, and then she dies, and they're like, "There's one more in there," and that's when they right. But we never, but we never see that. Mm-hmm. You never see that, and uh, I mean, there—that's one way to do it, kind of thing. And there's yeah. always, you know, everyone had. That's the thing is that that's the beauty of the fandom is that mm-hmm. people, you know, want to see this, this, and this. But when you get, and, you know, I want to see this, this, and this. You want to see that, that, and that. But you're you're never going to satisfy everyone it's never going to be you know like i said i I, first of all if you if you watch it in sequential order it is a totally different movie than watching it in release order Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a different story not movie it's a different story because what people don't realize is if you watch it in release order so first of all star wars you, you the whole thing is it's you're introduced to these characters. You don't really know who these characters are until episodes five and six is where they're further explained. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's more of an introduction to these characters. And when you, um, uh, when you get to, um, uh, um, where am I going with this? Um, when Leia's, Leia says to Tarkin, you're holding Vader's leash. 
I mean, again, you don't know. We, we have not been introduced to the emperor yet. We don't know, you know, we just know that the emperor is, the emperor, like in any real world, an emperor is a governor of the whole entire whatever. Mm -hmm. so that's all we know is that the emperor is just the ruler of the galaxy. We don't know how Vader is tied to him or anything. And, and, and then you have Tarkin who will eventually die, but you have, uh, um, uh, you know, Leia comes in and says, holding his leash. We don't know who he is or anything. And then we, you, you get to the empire strikes back and, and now you're learning more about these characters and you learn everything about it. And Vader is Billy badass in Empire Strikes Back. I mean, his his rage, because Luke blows up the Death Star, so now he wants to know who that is, and 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 and, and there's three years in story-wise, three years ago in between the two movies, and, you know, whatever is happening in between is obviously, it's kind of like uh, a comics going on. Comics is happening in between now. And, and, and so, um, but but what we see on screen, because mostly most people are just going to be watching movies. They're not going to be reading the books. They're not going to be playing video games. They're not going to be reading the comic books or any of that kind of stuff. They're all, it's just, most people are just all about the movies. So when you get to, uh, all you see is, is Vader is, is just completely out of control. And he's just like you know, killing people left and right, strangling people without even touching them. You know, he's Billy Badass. But then when you when you watch it in sequential order, he's a totally different character because of how he's more of a tragic character. He's, mm -hmm. See, you see the boy, and and that's the other thing. Everyone criticizes, you know, that it should never have been a boy, but it, but you have to have a boy. I mean, you got you got to show how this little boy becomes this menacing dark figure. Yeah, you're showing the sweet innocence of this boy growing up and how he evolves. I mean, he was a slave. I don't and, and the acting. I don't. I, don't, I, I mean, I'm, I'm all about the story. You know, mm -hmm. it's like the story is not... It, I, the acting... Some people have a problem. You know, it's like it takes me away from the story. So I didn't have that because I, I, I was just more concentrating where the story was going. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, you're, you know, the, the, everyone was complaining about the love story and, and Attack of the Clones. And I'm like, no, that didn't bother me either. I just, I, I just wanted to know where this is going. And, and um, so here he is, is this sweet, innocent boy. And, and then all of a sudden he just turns to, for love of all things, that was the one thing that I had a problem with in the fan and in Revenge of the Sith was that he turned for love. I'm like, he turned for love, and I was like, come on. And uh, um, but because uh, then it makes you wonder, how did Maul turn? You know, and how did uh, Count Dooku turn? You know, did they turn for love? The Maul had a tattooed girlfriend, deadbeat yeah. tattooed chick so the, the the thing that he turned for love was like ah oh. but you know it's what it is it's the way it goes and that's how it is but no, he turned because um, he was trying to control the future well he, but he, he said that i'm going to be the most powerful jedi you know i'm going to be yeah. and he never accomplished that and what i loved mm -hmm. the one thing that i loved about uh, the force awakens is that kylo ren says i'm going to complete where you left off and then he did he became the supreme ruler that Vader never became, that, yeah. that Anakin said he was going to do. And Anakin never did it, but his grandson does. And um, so that right there was brilliant. I, 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 um, but um, so, you're, so the character, 
when you watch it in sequential order, then when you get to The Empire Strikes Back, you now see how not all powerful Vader is, even though he is still killing people left and right. Because Mm -hmm. remember how he says, I am going to be the most powerful Jedi or whatever. Now he's Mm -hmm. a Sith and he still thinks he's the most powerful. But look at every single time everyone slipped right past him. Every time. He never caught anyone. He got Han. Yes, he got him. But that was because of a trap set up. But he didn't get Luke. His goal was to get Luke. He didn't get Luke. He didn't get the Millennium Falcon on Hoth. He didn't get the Millennium Falcon in the asteroid field. He didn't get the Millennium Falcon in Cloud City. He didn't get everyone kept slipping past him. If he was that powerful, he would have gotten what he wanted. You know, so he's not as powerful as he thinks he is. So that's, that, that is, that's how that character changes if you watch it in sequential order. Mm-hmm. So going back, and it's like I introduced everyone, I think what we did, well, for, because Rogue One hadn't come out yet, is that we started with four or five, we, we went back, flashback to one, two, and three, and then flash forward to six, six to confirm everything, you know, everything mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, ben, ben and Yoda confirm everything basically, and then they, you know, and then the whole thing is over. And that was the end. And I, and and to me, I thought it's done. It's done. 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 You know, nineteen uh, two thousand five. White Sox win the World Series, and and me being the White Sox fan and went to the World Series game two, not the game four because that was in Houston. But being a diehard White Sox fan my whole entire life and Star Wars ended in 2005, I said to my friends, the night the White, the White Sox won that World Series, we're in the basement of my friend's house. And, and uh, first thing out of my mouth was, uh, the White Sox just won a World Series. Star Wars is over. I can die a happy man right now. <laughs> and, uh, and, and which I'm glad I didn't because uh, then I would get to see the Blackhawks win three Stanley Cups. And then I would end up seeing the Cubs the miracle of all miracles, you know, but um, still waiting on that Clippers one. Yeah, not yeah. Now I'm waiting for that one. Um, so um, anyway, uh, um, I I thought it was over, and then when 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 uh, when 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 what was it in 2014 when George announces he's selling the company? I'm like, oh God, no! I I, I my that was a shocking day for me. I got home from class in my dorm. Was like, Star Wars sold to Disney? New Star Wars, new trilogy? Well, what? No, the first thing out of my mind was um, first first thing out of my mouth was they're gonna remake they're gonna remake it. And and the reason why I said that is because. Um, it's like Disney does what Disney does best. <laughs> they remake everything 30 years later. They take mm-hmm. stuff out of their vault to be animated and make it live action. They remake. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and then, and then they have, um, they bring on JJ Abrams, who is the king of remakes. He's, he, he had already made, remade Star Trek. There was another Star Trek coming, which would kind of be a remake of, uh, of almost like the wrath of Khan. Okay, yeah. and, and, uh, he remade a mission impossible. I mean, he was just remaking movies. So I'm like, they're mm-hmm. just, going to remake this movie and then it comes out and i'm like damn it they remade that and uh and and i I was like and and my first reaction to it the lights come on you know i and and remember 
I, we, there were 20 of us that went opening night uh, to, uh, the, we went that, well, we went to that very, very, very first screening on preview night. So, which would have been uh, at that time, I think was at art, uh, was at 7 p.m., I believe. They started it a day earlier or whatever. And there were 20 of us. And, um, and all 20 of us for, for um, six weeks, every Sunday after football, would watch one movie every, every Sunday night after football. And, uh, and so everyone is just waiting for my response. The lights go on. The first thing out of my mouth was, that was dumb. <laughs> I hated it. I hated everything about it. Well, that's not true. There were a couple things I did like about it. But I, I, I was just like, if I wanted to see the original trilogy over again, I would have just stayed at home and watched it for free on my huge 78-inch curved 3D television uh, with 7.1 surround. You know, I, I have, the, that's why everyone was here watching it at my house because that's the setup I have and it's perfect and everything. And, it's a good um, time. It's a good yeah. time. And, and uh, the, the only thing that I liked about those two, uh, the two things that I liked about that movie was the mystery of Ray and the mystery of Snow. It was, who is Ray? You know, and it, it reminds, it just reminds you of the two mysteries of The Empire Strikes Back. Who is the other and is Darth Vader Luke's father? Mm. Those were those two mysteries, and who is the mystery? Mystery Ray and the mystery Snow were the two things, and and, and that, that's why I, you know, my friend Kathy had that problem with, with the Empire Strikes Back, leaving with that cliffhanger. And when I took her to see the um, the, uh, the Force Awakens, I even told her, I go, I don't think you're going to like this movie because, be, and and she goes, why? And I go, I can't tell you until you see it. Yeah. And and then when 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 we watched it, she goes, she goes, no, I didn't have a problem with it this time. Meaning the, the mystery. She didn't have a problem mm. with it. She liked it, but, but she passed away and she never did get to see anything after that. So um, I would never be able to finish those conversations with her about it. But um, she, uh, uh, or, uh, so the mystery of Ray, well, who is she? You know, great. I want to know. And it was driving me nuts. You know, who could it be? Mm -hmm. I wrote a little thing and I said, it wouldn't surprise me if she was, because of the way she was holding her lightsaber, you know, stabbing at, which is like what, uh, what Sidious was doing uh, when he was fighting Mace Windu um, and, uh, and Yoda. Um, and and uh, um, uh, it would be funny that she, that, that she would end up and, um, being, you know, him, but could she be an Obi-Wan the way he, she was crawling around the, the uh, Starkiller base? I mean, who knows? You know, I, I, I find it hard to believe that she would have been a, a Skywalker or a Solo because the way those were being played off is like, well, Han would know. Yeah. And but later, I always thought that Han kind of the way he interacted with her, that he seemed like he always lent that he knew more than he was saying. You know, well, the way the, that he stared at her and stuff well, and talked true, about her. But he kept saying, he's like, he, he's like, who are you? You know, and, and, and then yeah. what Maz would later say it too. But that's the one thing I hated when Maz says, who's the girl? And then it cuts away. I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> that, And the thing with the lightsaber with her, like, that's so annoying. Well, Maz Kanata character is a big waste, just like the Knights of Ren. I mean, right. the, the one thing 
you know, so they say they, they, they tied up, they closed off the story in The Rise of Skywalker. They did not answer the one question. There is one question that remains from The Force Awakens. How the heck did, did Maz get that lightsaber? It'll happen in a comic and, and, and or something. all she said was a story for another time. Well, when's that time? <laughs> in a book somewhere, that's where it's going it's to be. It's not time yet, yeah. Yeah, well, but the, see, that's what I loved about the mystery of Snoke. The mystery of Snoke was, so the backstory of Darth Sidious, which, which I'm sorry, well, Darth Sidious and Darth Plagueis. I loved, and I said to, to Frank Luceno, who wrote the Darth Pelagius book, I said mm-hmm. to him, I go, I wish your book never went off into legends because your book was such the greatest book. And um, it, it, it's the, I just love that you get that finally backstory of Darth Sidious, uh-huh. you know, and, and I love the Darth Sidious character. I love it because this is, this is, remember when you were, when you were uh, an intern and what I told all the interns, I said, it's like, if you, when you want to be in this business, it's all about patience. You hear the stories that are far and few between about people uh, making it overnight, but mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. It took me seven years to get to where I am, and it took me another seven years to get to where I'm happy. Sometimes I'm, I, don't, I, I question that happiness. But, um, but, the, but it's all about patience. And if you can get through L.A. traffic without raising your voice in your car, then you have a sure sign of patience. And that is exactly, what do you think the, the Jedi have been always, you know, they, they always say patience, patience, patience. And Darth Sidious, it took him that long, all that patience to finally take over the galaxy. And that's what it all is. I love how, mm. you know, and, and he would get some setbacks. He got plenty of them, mm. but it, it, eventually it all played out. But for him to resurface in the last movie, that's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's just a poor, poor excuse of a one-liner. The dark side of the forest is considered to be unnatural to many people. And I'm like, come on. That's just like the cop-out excuse. Luke, you must understand that we believe in our own point of view. I'm like, come on. You know, it's like, all right. One, it's all about one more one-liners. That's everything is one-liners in this galaxy. It's and fine, if it, and if it doesn't make sense, we'll we'll fix it in the book. Yeah, that comes well, out. But you know what? The books, the books aren't even correct either. The the because the if you look if you read the 1983 Return of the Jedi book, it's not it it, it, it it's oh frozen frozen. And, Owen and um, and uh, Anakin are brothers. No, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Anakin, no, no, no. Uh, Owen, and Owen, 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 Owen and Obi Wan are brothers. Sorry, that's, Owen and that's still that's still in the official novelization. I actually at one of the in one of the at one of the the conventions. I think it was one of the Comic Con. It although it could have been one of the um, celebration conventions. I don't remember which one, but they had a publishing thing, and I actually asked the question. It was like now that you're you got rid of the old canon and everything's tied up now. Are you, is someone going to go back and re, you know, fix that book because mm-hmm. that doesn't exist anymore. And they said, well, no one's really thought about it. <laughs> that was their answer. And I'm like, fine, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's, but so the book is even wrong uh, based on the movies. Cause basically, you know, and, and they say that the publishing publishing, you know, for, you know, the, and, and now it makes you wonder 
I mean, they, they, if you look at their canon timeline for the publishing books, they do show that those books are the are canon, mm-hmm. even though they were before 2000, because basically anything written before 2014 was thrown out. Yeah. So the, all those books would have been thrown out, but I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I'm not there anymore. I don't know what their, their ultimate goal is. You know, it doesn't matter. No, because obviously you have your continuity error with R2-D2, as I said earlier. Um, but you know, so we were talking about episode nine. Not a fan. I was just not a fan of, uh, the force awakens. Um, I, like I said, I like those two things, but when it came to the last Jedi, what I loved about the last, first of all, it's not the greatest movie. It is not, but I loved it. I loved it because I loved how, <laughs> And everyone's going to kill me on this one, too. I basically just loved how all the fanatics who said had their theories and theories and theories and theories all just got thrown out the book. <laughs> and, uh, and, and uh, so everything you thought you knew about Star Wars, you just didn't know. And I loved how it went in another direction. I really did. I loved how and, and, and we were warned in a trailer. We were warned in a trailer and said, this is not going to go the way you think. (laughs) And it did not go the way we thought. And I loved it. I loved how he threw everything away. I loved how he made Luke Skywalker a human being and not the hero that everyone thinks that he should be. I love that, you know, that your hero can make mistakes. You know, no one is perfect. I mean, But killing Ben, he's going to kill Ben because of a dream. What? I don't know. But he was going to, the, the scene where he was going to kill Ben in his sleep, you know, even though he's like, you know, for an inkling of a second, I thought I could stop it. I always thought that was really strange. Like, because he wouldn't kill Vader. No, there's no, under no circumstances would he kill Vader, but he would consider killing Ben. No, that's not true. He would have killed, well, remember he did attack Vader in Return of the Jedi. And he cut his hand hand off, but then he threw that shit down. He was like, "I'm done." Right, but this he dude got but, no hand. But he doesn't. He repeats it again here. He wanted to do it, and mm-hmm. then he didn't. You yeah. Know? So, um, the force but, projection's cool. Well, I've come around on that. Well, again, it goes the well. There's so many mysteries of the, of the force, which yeah. I, it took me. You know, we were seeing new things that 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 you know Kylo Ren can freeze laser bolts. Admitted. That's what I, I love that about Force Awakens. I thought Kylo Ren was pretty badass. I was like, man, he's probably stronger in the Force than anyone we've ever seen, or something. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I love, I like that as well, and um, um, I, I liked everything about the Last Jedi except anything that had to do with Canto Bite. I didn't get that. I. Still. I didn't have a problem. You know, there are a lot of people that had a problem with the Rose character. I didn't have a problem with the Rose character. Rose character's fine. The Rose character, uh, I don't have a problem with. It, it was all of them going to this casino that just, it, it, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Last Jedi is the longest of all the movies. And you could have shortened that movie quite a bit by taking that whole entire scene out. And you could have just had them fly to, to Cloud City or wherever the hell Lando is and pick up Lando and Lobot. You got two new, two original characters coming back into the, into the thing. Lobot could be that code breaker. And, um, 
and you can find Broom Boy somewhere else. You know, and and it doesn't even matter because Broom yeah, Boy, Broom Boy is irrelevant. Yeah, it, it, although he was relevant in the uh, the Colin Trevorrow script. Oh, he did was, you you, you, you read the, that right? Yeah, he's in the Colin Trevorrow script. Does but, he have a name? Yeah, he does have a name. I forget <laughs> what the name is though. Not Broom Boy. Um. Uh, and Dark all the Brumius. guys have names too, and there's four of them instead of six. Mm. Um, uh, but mm. uh, do they, they have lightsabers in the end? No, um, and they're not. They're not. They're not Sith either. They. I forget what they are. Um, well, that's explained in a new comic. Apparently, the Kylo Ren comic. There's uh, a. Yeah. Well, they're gonna. Well, the well, the book explains who they are, mm. and the book, if I remember correctly, because I I believe the book now explains that they were they were also part of they were also part of Darth Sidious's. Um, sounded like someone was at my door. Mm. Um, uh, Darth Sidious's. Um, uh, they were part of his plan as well. Um, I'm sure they were, and. Uh, um, so essential to the plan and the plot. Well, so the um, the thing with Canto Bite, I mean, I just it wasn't my thing, and I and I, and I love with all the new force. I love the force projection. I love, um, you know, the, I when when you know I did see the Last Jedi before it came out to the general public, and when when. when um, when uh, Leia was flying through space, I was like, "Oh God, this is going to be this is going to be uh, this is going to be the Mary Poppins thing on on all over the internet." And that's exactly what happened. Um, but I didn't have a problem with it. It just, you know, my whole thing was is obviously she was trained at some point, mm-hmm. and um, so the the book of the Rise of Skywalker it actually opens up with um, with the, um, her being trained. Awesome. So the scene, the scene in uh, later on when when Luke is telling Le- uh, mm-hmm. telling Ray about Leia being trained, that was actually how the book opened up um, with that scene. So um, now the I like I said, I loved how it went in another direction, and basically, and I loved how everyone got upset about it. I'm so upset. I saw it like 1.30 in the morning on opening night, and I got—I came out of that so mad. Yeah, I remember you said uh, this is didn't feel like a Star Wars movie to me, and I got mad at you, and I said, "How does it not feel like a Star Wars movie?" You got you got the uh, throwback to every single movie in there. Every movie, including Rogue One, was thrown in. And remember, Solo hadn't come out yet, mm. and uh, every every single movie up to this point was a throwback, or you know. And, uh, and the, big, the biggest, Wars, the biggest throwback. I mean, besides the fact you had the walkers on crate and it looked like mm. snow, but the other one was the theme of Rogue One. Is what the um, is what the uh, um, is the the similarities to the Last Jedi. The theme of Rogue One was mm-hmm. those rebellions are built on hope, and that's what they you know what was happening at the end here. Was, oh yeah, man! We got the spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the first order down. They only said yeah. that about twelve times in the movie. True, but at the end, then it's like we have what we have. You know, um, we have, we have right here. It's six all about people. Me. We have a but, boy band, which is fine. So you know, and and 
Um, I, I just, I mean, I, I, I liked, I liked it a lot. I like it a lot more I, now. I that's for Brian sure. Johnson because I met him because uh, we had a screening of Knives Out, and I met him after that screening, and uh, and I told him I said I loved it. Um, I I wish I could have talked to him a little bit longer, you know, and said, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I, and I told him, I go, to me, the way I interpreted it is that you were like me and you hated The Force Awakens so much that, that you just said, screw this, JJ, I'm doing it this way. And, and he started laughing. He goes, it wasn't intended that way. I go, I know it wasn't intended that way. It just seemed like that's where it was going. Because to me, I hated The Force Awakens so much that I loved what you did with The Last Jedi. And, uh, and, then the, and then the tug of war went the other direction in the next movie. So weird. That's what I hate so actually, much about no, those movies. Was, I don't think it was a tug of war. I think what what <laughs> I I think JJ did a, a a a fine job with correcting. Well, I don't I don't know if you want to cor- call it correcting. When I didn't have a problem with Ryan saying that uh, you know having Luke being the disgruntled the disgruntled old man. Okay, that's basically mm-hmm. what he came. I liked how uh, um, that um, JJ course corrected it and said that I was wrong, which then goes back to Ryan Johnson saying, you know, of um, uh, you know your hero, you know that you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. so that so you know Luke was without saying those words saying, cause he never said those words. I was wrong in the last Jedi, but he, 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 he for him to say it in the uh, rise of Skywalker was showing that at least he can admit to his mistakes and he's not the perfect hero that everyone wanted to be. So I did like that. I get that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Kylo remaking his mask though. That feels like directly like contradictory. Well, it is. I mean, because uh, the thing is, is that JJ created this character with a mask. Yeah. And then Ryan Johnson took the mask off. Mm. And now, you know, put the mask back on kind of thing. And Colin was going to give him like, I don't even, I don't know, like metal, like metal lines on his face. So what it was is, if you remember in The Mandalorian, when uh, they were um, uh, doing the Mandalorian smelt, the Beskar. Yeah, that's Does what Beskar. He puts Beskar on his face. Yeah, that's what they were doing in Colin's. Oh, damn it, Colin's script. He was. He was. It was cauterizing his scars with the with the. Oh my goodness, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. Now Colin's script was actually really really good. Yeah. So, so you uh, just so you've actually the script itself. You you read, read the page. Yeah, you didn't read, read like a summary of it. Well, that's the thing. Um, it, I read all these books, and they go in one ear and out the other. You know, so how much am I going to remember about the script? Um, right. I, 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 I. What about Tor Valium? Because because there was like the the idea that maybe they were going to position Tor Valium to, to kind of like since. You know, the Plagueis book, as you were saying, was kicked out of the canon. Was Torvalum going to step in for for that somehow? Because Torvalum, if, folks, if you don't know, this, in the Ryan Johnson's original line script, Kylo goes and meets this dark, dark force user named Torvalum to teach him how to suck the life out of people, I guess. Right. And that happens in the script. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so the, the thing is, is that most likely because 
uh, Colin and um, his writing partner escapes me at the moment um, got story credit on the la- on the rise of Skywalker is because there are things coming from that script they're not exact yeah there's ideas right they're right. coming from that script like the the, su- the sucking of the life out of people mm-hmm. um, what else uh, uh, the the calling in the the people from across the galaxy to help right right Finn being uh, uh, force sensitive um, uh, uh, Jana being uh, um, probably Lando's daughter. Um, um, oh, um, do you remember any of, because uh, I, I remember reading, and also uh, there's this uh, Mr. Sunday movies did this awesome animated version of the of the Duel of the Fates, which is kind of, which is pretty good. It got me really excited to see it. Like, you get to see Ray with a double blade lightsaber and all that. That was a total missed opportunity, by the way. Um, but, uh, oh, shit, I literally just lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? What did you, what, what did you just say? I didn't say anything. <laughs> ah, shit. Um, this is episode. Oh, oh, about the script is uh there's what's the Luke haunting Kylo interactions like? Well, so that that's actually pretty cool. Is like basically just telling him, you know, not to do things. At the same time, he was also, you know, telling Ray, you know. So he was he was like he was kind of like, you know, those the 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 when you when you're sitting there and you have your angel and devil on your shoulder, uh-huh. kind of like what was going on, but it was huh. with two people, and he was the devil uh, and the angel, you know, kind of thing. Um, he's basically haunting Kylo, you know, trying to get him to reason and everything. And um, actually making good on that see you around kid promise, which he never sees him in uh, Rise of Skywalker, which is annoying. No. Um, well, again, you know, there's. <sighs> I think it all just comes down to just having a really state before your movie's written. It all comes down to is that there should have been one person writing the whole thing. That's I mean, what... there were some treatments that they had to work you with. Could, you can have, you can have the. Um, you can have different directors because that's what happened with the original trilogy. There are three mm-hmm. directors. I don't mind that, but you need one mm-hmm. person who tells the story. You can still have the 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 um, screenwriters come in and um, revise, you know, or update the story. But as long mm-hmm. as the initial storyline is the same, and this kind of it, there, I, I can't remember if it's on the um, if it is it on the I think it's on the, the um, it's one of the bonus features on the Rise of Skywalker, the, um, where they all kind of meet together in 2014 and start putting together their story ideas. Of, let's do this, let's do that. But it's uh-huh. a group of people all sitting down, coming up with ways instead of just one person writing. Because when mm-hmm. you do that, you got too many people, too many cooks, you know, kind of thing. And I don't know. But, uh, well, now we're done. Now we're done with the movies for now. Huh? Now we're done with the movies for now. We're gonna explore TV. Now we got Star Wars at home on our televisions. Yeah, we do. We have uh well the Mandalorian started off slow, but it ended up being really good. But I swear yeah, so the, the 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 so you have cop out one liners and now you're going to have 
now the the other thing is is um no one ever dies oh um no one's ever really yeah no well Boba Fett probably right we'll be back. back I'm done um and yeah. Ahsoka Ahsoka well is she dead we didn't see her die no, but she's she's in that weird world between worlds thing, which would have been in the, the Trevorrow script too. That was cool. What was that like? The world between worlds? Because they uh they, oh, yeah. they end up fighting a Mortis, which is from the Clone yeah, Wars, which is tremendously Mortis, dope. She she's to make a decision. She meets up with um with Obi Wan and Yoda and um I guess it's I guess it's. Oh no, it's Luke. It's Obi Wan, Yoda, and Luke. Oh, and, threw um, Anakin in there, damn it! <laughs> no, he wasn't in there. And um, uh, they give him. They give. She says, "Is this? The, is this? Am I dad or whatever?" And they give him. Give her the choice. She can go back into the real world um, and then train the next line of Jedi, or she can stay in peace because mm-hmm. right now she's blind. She. Mm-hmm. She is blind. She is blinded by Kylo Ren, um, the same way that um, from Rebels. Janus, oh, Kanan. Kanan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it was blinded. So, hmm. uh, but she still beats Kylo in a lightsaber fight, huh? Well, look at uh, Kanan defeated things. You rely on the Force. Remember, mm. that's what Obi Wan was t- teaching Luke. With the blast shield down, how am I supposed to fight? This is true. This is true. All right. Well, I can't. I can't bitch about it. And we never saw it. <laughs> so, uh, if you mad about something, will never get me. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, um, uh, they. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, so mm-hmm. I, 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 I had a problem with uh, Boba Fett in the old canon coming back at all. Then I had a problem mm-hmm. with Boba coming back in the Clone Wars, and then see, come on, through. No, see, here's my thing. And, and, and again, it's, it's, I want this, this, and this. I personally think that it should have been Maul second and Dooku first. For the fact is, is that Dooku was more of that political strategist for the Separatists. And since the whole thing is all about politics and the blockade of Naboo and everything, is that he is the one who could have caused all of that stuff. He could have put all of that in motion with Sidious in the background and caused all of that political nonsense that went on in episode two. And then, and then the battle in episode is, is it's a two-way battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan. I'm sorry, Obi-Wan. Yeah, no, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and, um, and Count Dooku, where Qui-Gon has to battle his old master. Who kills him. Right. Mm. That, and, and, and then Maul becomes the next one and sticks around for two movies. Because at this point, if you, in episode two, now you have the, there's no need for political, for political, uh, um, yeah. it's already yeah. established in the first one. So in the second one, you're, you're just basically in the Clone Wars and you can show more Clone Wars stuff. Uh, and instead of the cartoon series, now you have the Clone Wars. Instead of a, and, and you can still go mm-hmm. by Attack of the Clones and, and, and then the whole movie is about the clones the Clone Wars, and not how we get to the Clone I mean, you can show it, maybe even 
I don't know, make the, the, make the Phantom Menace even longer. You show that the, the, the cloning facility in episode one, everything that was in episode two into episode one. Mm. And episode two is all about the clone war. And then in episode three is exactly where it is. You know, that, mm. again, I want this, 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 and this. You want that, 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 that. But that, the, and, and that way, that would, that, by Maul sticking around for two movies, would satisfy a lot of fans. I just don't like that the fact that you can cut someone in half and you can come back to life. That's why I was very, very nervous about Snoke coming back because if Snoke came back in the new movie, I would have walked right on out of the theater. Because oh, we got Palpatine back. I know, and, and the only reason why I stayed through the theater, well, that's not true. I saw it way before it came out. Um, the only reason why I stuck to see it, you, you, this is how, I don't. I told you how I saw it. Did I not? <laughs> yeah, you watched it. The screener before it came out in the movies, and I watched it in the comfort of my own home. And I'm glad I did it that way because I was screaming at my television, going, "You're going in that direction." <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, if I would have screamed that out in the theater, I would have been shot. <laughs> it was like uh, um, so. I was hoping that when I went and actually saw it in the theater that the screener that I got was like a joke on us kind of thing, that it really <laughs> wasn't the movie. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, um, uh, it was good to see it on the big screen, of course. And um, but, I saw it twice. So at, in some points, I was, I was okay with a lot of stuff going on in The Rise of Skywalker. I was like, okay, so he created snow. Fine, well, someone had to. I mean, it made sense because who? We didn't know anything about Snoke, but at this point, you know, that was you know, I w- I wanted to know the mystery array and the mystery Snoke. We get the Last Jedi, Snoke is killed off just like that, and I'm like, well, now I don't even care. It took me so many years to get the backstory of of Darth uh, Sidious that I, now I can wait that same amount of years to get the backstory of Snoke. Now I don't even need the backstory of Snoke. <laughs> The backstory of Snoke, according to the stupid movie, is that he was a test tube baby. And, and so, uh, so here you go. You got this Snoke that is basically all mind controlled. And mm-hmm. so, again, another setback. But here we are. This is where they really, this is where they screwed up the character of Darth Sidious in this movie. Are you ready? The character is this brilliant, conniving patient character throughout this time takes over the galaxy and then eventually after 20 something years of ruling the galaxy is killed off and that's how it should have ended but no they bring him back okay they bring him back but they bring him back the ex- as the exact same way okay they bring him back so obviously he's behind it all and he creates a third death star that gets destroyed where's the originality in that mm-hmm. and then and here's the other thing it, it's it's again the um, he was blinded by the Gungans taking over. He was blinded by the Ewoks taking over. So the he's not afraid of the technological mm. you know the technological monstrosity that he has. He's like no primitive beings are not going to win the day. Mm. You know that's all he can think of. So what happens again? You got 
he says, no one's going to come. You remember, Return of the Jedi, or uh, your fleet is lost. You know, they kept saying, no one's going to be there to save you and everything. And what happens? He says it again in this movie. And then all of a sudden, there's this massive fleet. Okay. So that alone, I mean, they, they just made him the dumbest character on the planet. That he just kept making the same mistakes throughout the mm. whole thing. Okay. Now, also what doesn't make sense, they kept saying is like, uh, if, if he wanted Ray to kill him, and then he would be inside her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she does kill him. I'm dirtier than you meant it. Uh, <laughs> he kills him. So why, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't make sense. That whole line of dialogue doesn't make sense. And, and, and uh, um, what's the other thing? Oh, it seems that his force lightning is very controllable in the direction that it can go. Yeah. That with the, the lightning going all over the place, it does not hit not any of the, 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 uh, the star destroyer. Right, but he can't just turn it off once it starts getting deflected back at him. I, it, <sighs> it, it's a horrible, horrible written movie. On it's your left. written. Huh? On your left. On my left. The, the the Avengers scene they copy they they, they oh yeah 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 lampoon yeah. the Avengers yeah I'm oh yeah what oh. anyway uh, <laughs> um but yeah I mean it it was and it was just like the the uh, the the video um what is the video um uh um honest trailers. And what he says at the end, maybe the the biggest movie studio shouldn't make the same make all the big movies. Maybe. And then, yeah. and then he shows those clips of, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. of, of Endgame. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what that took, totally took me out of the movie when that happened. But I, I, I it's just like there were a couple, There were some things I did like about uh, the Rise of Skywalker. I love three PO's lines; they were funny. Dupio was great. Dupio was great. One-liner lines, uh, just like when he he did in The Empire Strikes Back. Um, I don't know how they decide not to have Kylo speak the rest of the movie once he becomes Ben, but I like that scene with Harrison Ford. Um, Well, which was the exact same scene out of mm -hmm. uh, The Force Awakens. Um, I would have preferred it to be Anakin that does the talking to him, but I understand why they went with Harrison Ford. I still think it would have been an awesome way to close that circle to have Anakin finally be like, yo, bro, you've been idolizing me. That was that was some stupid stuff I was doing. I had a whole problem with the whole Death Star in the first place. You know, it's just like, here's this thing being pummeled by water and in the, and, and they can still find the throne room based on a, a, a thing they pull out of the, the, um, the, the sword and that can pinpoint things. I'm like, wait a minute. When was that sword created? And, and if it was created in that, and, the, and the Death Star did not move at all mm-hmm. in 30 years or whatever, and that's how... Otherwise, it, that whole entire... None of that makes any sense. And the fact that doors still... Electricity still works. And how about his, his chair is still there? <laughs> the thing exploded. The chair, his chair and the whole room is still there. Just dumb. It is so dumb and stupid. And, and, and even though those are the same words, it's just like I cannot... It, it just—it is just a very, very poorly written movie, and the one thing that they missed the boat is the very, very end. 
the very, very end, if they wanted to close this thing off, J.J. Abrams establishes that BB-8 is Poe's droid. And, mm-hmm. and, and Ray's flying around with R2-D2, not BB-8. So when Ray goes to the Lars farm, she should be bringing R2 and 3PO because that's where their adventures started, not BB-8. It should have ended mm-hmm. with those two droids and Ray looking out if she's going to take the Skywalker name, not BB-8. Maybe BB-8 comes along for the ride, but those other two droids should have been there in that very last scene, especially 3PO for the fact that he that Anthony Daniels has been in every single movie. And mm-hmm. Archie has been in every single movie. Granted, it's not Kenny Baker anymore, but still. The point is, is that those Three, those two droids have been in all, all uh, nine movies and Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So that is the stupidest ending as well. I mean, and the ending was fine. I'm okay with the way it ended, but you needed R2 and 3PO there. I don't understand how that was lost on them. And I hope he hears this because that is like the stupidest thing. I don't understand the thought process behind it. You know, and, yeah. and, 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 and again, also, in that whole celebration scene, the first thing, she jumps out of her X-way, X-Wing and goes right to BB-8 and fixes his antenna. Come on. Just because she fixes his, an antenna, his antenna and, and the, oh, my God, it's like the stupidest thing. And, and, then, and then, but even right before that, when the X-Wing lands and what comes out of 3PO's mouth, did you hear that? I'm like, come on, that's a dumb line too. And and the stupid what 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 it's 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 in the book but not in the movie and I did not put two and two together is the is the uh, the medal that Maz gives to Chewie. Uh, I, that I, I got medal, that. I guess, uh, that medal is you know Leia is holding on to it. I didn't put two and two that it was Han's medal mm. because it's not said. It's not said at all. It says it in the book, but nowhere in the movie does it say. And then she just says, this is for you. But in the book, it goes on and says, Han would have loved you to have it. What was wrong with adding those lines to a character a voiceover? <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't think of it at the time. They thought, well, fix it in the book. Who really, really cares about Chewie getting this medal 30-something years later now? It doesn't matter. Who really cares? I don't care. I'm not, I'm not sitting there going, oh, you should still get a medal. Please. This is just dumb, dumb, dumb writing. Dumb writing. Chewie got his participation trophy. Yeah, that's exactly what he got. That's what that was. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just really, really funny. And uh, so it, it, it's when I met J.J. Abrams and, 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 and uh, um, after the screening of, um, of The Rise of Skywalker, and he says to me, he's like, I don't trust you because we have the same last names. And, uh, and, and I was like, you know, this is probably exactly why he doesn't trust me because I just think that, you know, if I had the guts you know, and there weren't like a hundred thousand uh, people from the industry standing right behind me. And I said, mm-hmm. I would have said to him, this movie sucked. The writing sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was nicely directed. It's just the story sucked. I mean, uh, the whole, uh, everything about it just sucked. It was like a first draft. Like I said, there were a couple things I liked. Yeah. But, I mean, really, I mean, if, if you, if, 
And you know, what's funny is that all the books before the sequel trilogy, they always came out before the movie. So you can always read the book before the movie. Mm-hmm. The Phantom Menace opens up with young Anakin as a boy saving the life of a sand person. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, there, and the book is, and they're, they're, it's expanded. It, 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 they're showing, you know, here's this boy again, you know, a nice, sweet, little, innocent boy helping others, especially uh, a sand person, which we all know are, are, you know, not the, the, the friendliest of creatures. And, um, so that, but they don't call the three prequel books expanded editions. Mm-hmm. All three of the, uh, the, um, the sequel books are called expanded editions because they're trying to fill in those gaps that the damn movies. And, and I believe in, in my, uh, I, you know, I personally believe that Mary Jo and, and I forget the other, uh, the two editors on the force awakens, they should have won the, the Oscar for best editing. They got nominated. They should have won it because they left everything on the floor. <laughs> they really edited that movie. So, um, you know, like I said, everyone has their opinions. And uh, yeah. well, one thing about Clone Wars: Clone Wars finally dovetailed directly into freaking Revenge of the Sith. My oh, favorite Star Wars movie, by the way. As as I told you, I've never been a fan of the Clone Wars because I. So so a couple things. First of all, I always believed that the clones were just just like the battle droids; they were disposable. And, 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 but when they gave them all personalities, I don't remember where they first gave them the personalities. I don't remember if it was in the books or if it was in the cartoon, but once they gave them all individual personalities, I just didn't like the stories anymore. I didn't, mm-hmm. I, it, I became, I, I, I just always in my envision of it was that they were just like battle droids, human battle droids. That's mm. how I looked at it. So, but you get used to it. It's fine and everything. I mean, it's just, that's not what I would have expected. It's not what I wanted. I think that helps drive home the fact that the Jedi are, uh, are hypocritical peacekeepers when they're willing to have this like ethically, morally ambiguous army of genetic people being forced to fight for them. I think that's a nice little uh, like foreshadowing. So it was kind of like why the Jedi were not you know, the right for people to protect the galaxy, probably. Well, I, I won't argue with that. And uh, I mean, I just, like I said, you know, I loved what I loved about the Phantom Menace and um, and uh, the Attack of the Clones was uh, the, the battle droids. Yeah. Now the, 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 what are the B1 battle droids? Is that mm-hmm. what they are? You know, it's fine. They can talk and they have that voice or whatever. I loved how the, um, the uh the droidicas and the uh the, they kind of just beeped or whatever mm-hmm. um and the um uh uh the super battle droids were were silent and menacing and then in the the other thing that i didn't like you know there were two things i didn't like about revenge of the sith and the one thing uh was the he turned for love and which i got over but the other thing is is that they gave the 
battle droids personalities as well. And they, and they gave these menacing super battle droids a, 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 just a horrible mechanical voice that doesn't go with the body. And, and, and then the, um, the, uh, the vulture droids started talking now. And I was just like, come on, that was so cool when you see them, the vulture droids for the first time in, uh, in the hangar bay of the uh, opening shot of the, the Phantom Menace. And they, they, you're like, oh my God, these that's really really cool and then when they're in the battle at the end they don't talk and now they're talking stop talking just shoot and it's like even the tri-droids in the um and that were flying around in the in the uh with the, that launched the buzz droids i was like come on what is with these talking droids yeah. i like, didn't even uh go ahead no but well, I, I didn't even know that there was like uh, uh, in the canon and in the in the mythos that there was even a change that happened to them. And now that I now that we we talked about it a few weeks ago, I, I hear it everywhere now. In the new Star Wars show episode, they they talked about how they uh, because of the episode one when the droid control ship blowed up and all the droids you know were deactivated because of that, they gave them all autonomy so they wouldn't be linked to the one system anymore. But it gave gave them personality quirks, is what it said. The new uh, the new systems that it, new software they installed in the droids rather, so they didn't have to rely on a control ship to to tell them all what to do. That's, that's the Star Wars show telling you that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, all right. So it makes sense, and I don't. I mean, I didn't. I never heard that before until I saw it. Well, I, I'm learning that now for the first time right now. But the thing is, is that I still don't agree with it. I, I just, I love the menacing fact of how silent they were and everything. And, and then they gave, listen, I can understand that. But would you, I, the voice that they, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. It is so nice not to have them talking. You know, let the, the B1s talk or whatever. But um, so, uh so with the Clone Wars cartoon series, I just, I, I mean, I watched every episode and everything. And then when you get to this new season, well, when it ended, the only, what, what the Lost Missions, season six, I, the one thing that I wish was always in Revenge of the Sith was when Yoda was communing with I wish that was there. I still don't understand why not, why not just put that in later in, in the next edition, like get Liam to record some VO, it would add like what, five seconds to the movie just to start that scene a little bit earlier? Uh, well, because Yoda is a, uh, you can still do it because um, uh, he's CGI there. Right, just add, add it in. Of all the stuff he's added in, you know, in yeah, the I know. I know. It, it, Yes, it can be, um, it can be, God, it looks like I have a, the way my I'm I'm dark right here is like I'm gray everywhere else, but this one dark spot looks like I have something in my face. Um, <laughs> You're a puppet, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, they could technically they could redo that scene if they wanted to. I I always wished it was there. Even in the commentary with uh, with uh, Rick McCallum, he even said that he wished that they they did the the landing that they put the landing of Yoda onto Dagobah back into the movie. Mm, that was a cool deleted scene. Yeah. I don't know where that would have fit though, but uh, I'm sure they would have figured it out. Yeah. Um, it was in that long sequence of everyone being split up. Mm -hmm. but, um, the lost missions 
you know, did do uh, a decent enough job with um, explaining about the force, uh, how you can stay, you know, come back kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, it, it's what it is and that's how it is now. And it's all canon and everything. But now with this new, um, this new season, the first four episodes, I was bored out of my mind. I was like, really? Well, it makes I, sense. It's all about clones. Yeah, I hated it. I hated it. The second four episodes, all about Ahsoka, I was bored out of my mind as well. But I will agree with that. The, the last of those four, that number eight, you know, led into, well, actually, that's not true. It's the seventh episode that led into all of this, because that's when it was the seventh episode that uh, you were introduced to the, the Mandalorians at the very end there. And you're like, what the hell? And then yeah. it's explained in eight. And then, then the last three episodes, nine, ten, uh, 10, 11, and uh, nine, 10, and 11. And um, those are... I, I did. I loved all that. I loved all that. When is when is the order going to be called? You know, and, and oh I, I did like I did like that. Um, and and I said it would be cool if it could be intertwined with uh, with Revenge of the Sith. It's coming. I, I, there's people on the internet doing it now. I can't wait. Um, that that conference scene where Mace is like, "I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi," and then Ahsoka walks in right after. Oh my goodness! I, it gave me chills. I teared up especially especially yeah especially once the the actual order happened with spoilers you hear freaking sam jackson and, and ian mcdermott and hayden christensen as ahsoka he feels senses it all in the force as it all goes down it's pretty oh it's I, so loved, cool. I loved all of that i you know what i also like i like when like a lost dog r2 goes running up to ahsoka when she comes off the ship I, I love that. I loved how he went rolling right on up to her, and uh, I also liked how the octo, the octo droids or uh, octopora or the tri droids uh, um, fly when they were battling um, uh, on in that first those first four episodes. Um, mm. I love those tri droids. I, it's, it's like I bought two of them, <laughs> um, one to keep in the box and one to play with because I, I think they're really cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, I forgot about the whole bridge sequence. That's part of the, that was the start of the, uh, the Mandal Mandalore stuff, right? The bridge Where oh. Anakin saves Obi-Wan on the bridge. Um, it's basically like a callback to uh, Return of the Jedi with R2 shooting his lightsaber up at him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and um, I also, um, I, I kept saying, it's like, when is Trask going to be killed when is he going to be killed and i'm like come on kill him already do you know who trask reminds me of trask who's trask admiral trask the clone the oh trench you mean trench the admiral spider trench. guy yes the the spider guy yeah trench. you know who he reminds you of who Thrawn. oh you know how he's always Thrawn is always one step ahead and always strategic strategizing mm -hmm. uh, against the uh uh, uh, um, this, the everything, and that's exactly what this this trench guy was doing. Hmm. That, I didn't did, realize how much he was in it. Similarities between the two. I uh, don't. No, I don't know much. I didn't know much about Trench until I started uh, doing started doing a rewatch of Clone Wars, and I saw that oh, he's in like one of the first episodes, and then he's in this last season. Was he in the movie? He might have been. I think so. Movie, but uh, the movie comes first. The movie came first, but the not movie, chronologically. 
chronologically, it's like the fourth, fourth it's, it's four episodes, uh, like the fourth or the sixth one, six, it's like episodes, I think it's like episode six. Actually, I can tell you right here. Because um, the first episode is when uh, they're they're going to trying to get on to Kristoff's, which is where the the movie opens up. That and Anakin does some that thing with Admiral Trench. He's got this uh, the cloaking ship. The Clone, sneak- War, the Clone Wars is actually the third episode. The Clone mm. Wars movie is the third. It, it's it's episode. It's the third episode with four episodes in it. So you say. The first episode actually comes from the very in chronological order. The first episode, mm. of season two, mm. is the sixteenth episode of season two. Cat and mouse. Cat and mouse, and then the hidden enemy, which is the sixteenth episode of season one. Mm. And then, uh, then the Clone Wars movie, and then, uh, then uh, the sixth episode would be the first episode of season three, Clone Cadets. And then the third episode of season three, Supply Lines. And then it goes in chronological order with Ambush, which was the premiere episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Then it goes in chronological order, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Because I have them all in, in chronological order. They need to add that option on Disney Plus, the chrono- chronological. No, they're, um, they, they probably have them in re- release order. Yeah. Um, I'm also hoping I'm keeping my fingers crossed that, you know, because do you think they'll release the, the last four Clone Wars episodes as a one movie? Because it seems like they could all be really easily. They, they seem like they it started as a movie and they just cut it. I don't know. Well, the, they, way, the way the second one opened up immediately, I mean, like like a frame after the first episode. Yeah. And it leads me to if they did I, that. I love how they took the original Lucasfilm Limited from mm. 1977. Yeah. How they did that. Um, if, if they were to release that Siege of Mandalore as a movie, it would open up the door for them to possibly, you know, resurrect the show for the fifth time or whatever, fourth or fifth time, and do more little mini movies. Because, man, not seeing the... the Basically, if you watch the show from start to finish, Darth Maul gets captured by Darth Sidious, and then he reappears like uh, two seasons later with, on Mandalore, and he just talks about how he escaped. We never get to see it, but there's a comic book where he escapes, and he ends up with a, in some epic lightsaber fight with uh, Grievous and Sidious, and uh, Mother Talzin possesses Count Dooku. That's the shit we need to see. Didn't, That's something that needs to be that, seen. Didn't I give you that book to read? Yeah, son of Dathomir. Yeah, yeah. I believe. It's, Thank God for you. I wouldn't. I would not be caught up on the Star Wars comics. I would love to. Uh, that I need to read, if not for you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because stories. I never read comics when I was a kid, and now I read them all the time. <laughs> just you know, these, but I don't read. Although I did read the Infinity War story just to uh, see how that evolved. How, and then I also read the. Um, infinite crisis story to see how that involved uh, evolved as well but other than that i'm probably not going to read comics it's anymore i it's just it, i never did uh, i mean i'll still continue to read the star wars stories because i read all those stories i mean i just it's all about the story i don't care what form it's in mm-hmm. some uh, of them are really good those vader comics in, in particular i freaking love yeah um so there's there's um there's there's stuff coming on the way um 
waiting yeah. for. Oh, this one. I still got to get this one back to you. The uh, the Target Vader. Yeah, there, um, there's um, I don't know off the top of my head. There's but there's stuff coming. Um, well, that uh, I'm curious about the Kylo one. Yeah, that's, that pretty much retcons the whole right Knights of Ren and everything. Um, what's the other one? Oh, there's the uh, the new Star Wars series that takes place uh, like the new run. That's just the Star Wars comic. What is that between? It's now between Empire and Jedi, as opposed to between A New Hope and Empire. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. So th- those are coming, and then you got the new ones coming uh, that take place. 25,000 years before or whatever. God, the High Republic. I think 500 years. I, yeah. I think it's 1,000 years. No, because it, it, the, the time is open that uh, Yoda can actually show up show up in there. Oh, listen to this crazy. Ah, thank you for mentioning Yoda. I, I heard this crazy freaking fan theory online that might. This is wild. Okay, listen to this. So Ahsoka's in Mandalorian, right? We've been confirmed. Uh, she's playing being played by Rosario Dawson. She's going, she presumably is going to be in Mandalorian to take the child. Right. She takes the child into the world between worlds, into the past, and drops off the child with people who can raise him, the Jedi, and the child is Yoda. Oh, yeah, well, that's fan, fan stuff. I mean, the the only way, the only way that would get out, like I have a friend that works on on the show, in production. Yeah, he's uh, one of the um, the DPs, or oh, fuck. either a DP or he's an AD. He's one of the two, and uh, uh, those are very different jobs. Way to way to throw people off the trail. <laughs> but they're not. They're, yeah, but still, I mean, they're both on the set at the same time. Right, yeah. But, uh, I mean, he he would never say anything. You mm-hmm. know, it's, you, you don't want to lose your job. Right. Um, well, you got to preserve the surprise, too. I don't want people to be surprised. I had no idea Baby Yoda was coming. And, man, when I saw him, I cried like a little bitch. Listen, I, I still think the, that one guy that was spreading rumors about um, – uh, I can't remember whatever it was. He say he he read the plot points of was it the Phantom uh, the uh, uh, the Force Awakens or um, the Last Jedi? One of the two. I don't remember. And he got all of them wrong. So mm-hmm. you know you, you, you can. That's why for the Rise of Skywalker, for the first time in my life, I stayed away. The only thing that I ever saw about the Rise of Skywalker was anything that was released on television as a, as a trailer or in the theater as a trailer. I didn't even go to starwars.com during anything. I didn't want to hear, I mean, you know, obviously starwars.com is not going to release any information, but I didn't even want to see pre photos. I didn't want to see any of that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, I wanted to be completely surprised. Oh, was I surprised? <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, and, and I will not, I will not listen to anything anybody says about anything. And that's why when you sent me those photos of Rosario Dawson, I was like, I didn't know what that, I mean, I was so busy trying to get, you know, quarantine taken care of, uh, with the show that, um, I didn't really care about their, about Hayden Christensen and Rosario Dawson's sex life. I, that's what I thought you were going for. <laughs> I thought they were like all of a sudden engaged or something. I didn't know what that was. And and then when you said what it was, I was like, I don't care. I don't want to know. I did not want to know. I'll read about it, you know, somewhere, you know, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't care about, um, uh, I, you know, when I read a press release that someone's going to be in a show, you know, so when they said that Ahsoka is going to be in the Mandalorian, I was just like, Oh, come on on you know it's like what the hell is going on but you know so now the question is is what is she going to be doing and i don't want to know i don't want to know so for you saying that about baby yoda and if that comes true i will come down and i will drown you in that swamp behind me <laughs> oh, shit. i just yeah. i don't i don't want to know i i the 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 i i like surprises i do me too. Me too. As much as I love to speculate on stuff, being surprised is the best feeling, especially when it's something cool. I mean, the Last Jedi, when Yoda appeared, I loved that surprise. I did. Mm. I loved it. Um, I was like, how did they keep that secret? <laughs> or uh, well, the baby Yoda. I really had no idea. Well, doesn't even, I mean... Or if, if I still like the theory, if I, I like my theory, I don't know if it, I'm sure it's been out there. Is like my guess is that it was always uh, um, what if you know if you really want to rewrite the whole Skywalker saga and start it all over from scratch, is what if Qui Gon was wrong about the prophecy and they got the wrong child. Because the because Baby Yoda was basically born about the same time as Anakin Skywalker. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. And Very the prophecy cool. Is really, the because you know, uh, Mace Windu says, "You think the prophecy is around this boy? Well, how do we not know that the prophecy is around this the child?" Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I'm still I'm so curious with what happens up with that. Like, are they going to go forward in time? Are we going to be past? episode nine someday with a grown-up baby Yoda? I, you know what I would also love to see? I would love to see the whole thing change starting with Rogue One where they, 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 they manage to steal the plans but they get captured. And then, and then episode four starts a totally different movie. The What If series on on, on Disney Plus. I, I, I'm in for that. Do it like a Galaxy of Adventures style animation. I, I would love to see live action, but well, uh, uh, except, and tie this new new uh, this new trilogy to it. You know? <laughs> oh, it's an alternate universe. Yeah, I mean, we've already Rebels already took us into an alternate universe, so why not? You know, well, it wasn't an alternate universe. It was the same universe. I don't know. I These still don't get comics it. had all those multiple universes too. Hmm. Mm. Well, we all want to see something. I, I said, I want this, this, and this. <laughs> I want that, that, and that, and that. And, you, and you'll never. 
That's tricky. Part. I don't think you can ever make a perfect Star Wars movie. You won't be able to because someone, there will be one person who will say no. True. That's why we just have to keep holding on to what we like about them, keep sharing them, keep watching them, and right. uh, keep the faith in the Force. Keep that light. I believe that we've been talking about this for three hours. <laughs> it's been three hours. That is, that is an epic Star Wars podcast. Uh, just the bottom line is we all have our opinions. Right, right. But at the end of the day, we all love Star Wars, and we're all very thankful for George Lucas and the magic he brought to this world. Hey, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for him. Right on. So, he, uh, yeah. So, he gave, uh, my career is old. Well, not the whole career, but, I mean, but, you know. Uh, enough. Important stuff. All right. Thanks, Todd. Check out Todd's work on Beach Shazam. <laughs> oh, no. Labor of Love is first. The Labor, Labor of, of Love. Love. Labor of Love is airing uh, May 21st at uh, 9... Nine Eastern and Pacific, eight Central on uh, Fox. Labor of Love. Bang, bang, bang. And don't forget that mass Singer finale coming up. So I'll plug my own shit, too. You're going to plug stuff? I'll plug stuff. You should. <laughs> um, yeah, mass Singer, check it so, out. Um, recording. We had to jump back into this because the, the, the Clone Wars finale just dropped. And uh, this is the first reactions. Mine is wow. <laughs> My, mine wasn't really wow, but uh, I will say that uh, um, if we didn't know what was already coming with her story because she just shows up in Rebels, mm -hmm. um, it would have been... it Because... It, the way it played out, it was intense. What was going to happen? What was going to happen? But we already know that she survived. So, you know. Right. Um, so it, 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 it kind of dulls that, that sensation a little bit. But uh, imagine that dropping. Yeah, it's cool to think of that dropping like as it should have been in like 2013 or 14 something when the Clone Wars should have ended. When, yeah. Whenever it should have ended and way before the new movies came out. Well, um, so again, you know, there, so the first time we saw, um, pulling a ship out of, out of, uh, you know, using the force was, I think in the force unleashed video game. Oh yeah. The star killer and the star and the star destroyer. Right. And then, uh, and then it went, went to, um, uh, then, you know, then they, that's, and I said in my review with uh, Rise of Skywalker, I said, it's not anything new. We've seen it before. Mm -hmm. And then we go again, they, they do it here. Um, new in the movies. Um, the, uh, well, but how about Darth Maul destroying the hyperdrive with well, his That was actually force. pretty cool. <laughs> Man, <laughs> uh, the dark side at its full strength. Well, uh, it, it, it was pretty cool. And then to see the aftermath of the ship of how it like just completely broke apart. Oh, I know it came out of hyperspace. It's just, just destroyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, awesome. that was, that was pretty cool, but um, it just kind of dragged on with fighting the clones and, and, uh, I was expecting Maul and them to team up, but, uh, well, at first I thought that too, but then I was like, I, no, that's probably not going to happen because we already know he's, 
well, wherever he goes, I forget where they find him first on in Rebels. Did they find? I don't remember. Um, uh, I don't think we see him till Malachor. We see him like way after all the he loses his syndicate stuff, which we yeah. So that's something we they could explore further down the line still. Yeah, um, I, you know, it's, it's just the funny thing that I. You know, like I said, it, it goes in one ear and out the other, and I don't remember where. I, I mean, if anyone wants to challenge me in trivia, like for the movies, I'll destroy them. But it, when it comes time for the expanded universe, I, I, I mean, there's things I can retain, but then there's a lot of stuff that because it, it's just so much. I mean, you don't play video games, and you just you just reference the Force Unleashed. Well, that's true. Well, I do have that video game only because the only reason why I have that video game is because I found it in the. Like, like for a dollar and it brand new it, it, they retitled it to um greatest hits mm. and and uh and it was like for a dollar or something <laughs> i'm like oh well i have a playstation 3 why not <laughs> and i think i played it one time really it yeah, was a pretty I mean, good I'm story not, i liked I'm it not, i'm not a video gamer i i mean i read the book and i read the mm. book the second book too but yeah, the second, second one took a took a weird turn. But come on, didn't you see me play a video game and one of the Star Wars games that I couldn't get? I was playing you, wasn't I? And I couldn't yeah. get jump or whatever. It's like I'm just retarded. Well, no, I take that back. I'm uncoordinated <laughs> when it comes to that. It's just gaming yeah. is not my thing. Just give me Pac Man and I'm fine. Your midi chlorine counts very low. Only in that category. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. Okay. So Darth Maul escaping was was nice. Um, did you did you see Dryden Vos by the way in the, in the other in the couple yeah, episodes when, ago? When, yeah, when they had the, all the syndicate people up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice little throw in. But but that uh, okay. Well, let's skip to that end. The 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 the, the Venator crashes. Ahsoka leaves her lightsaber, buries all the clones, and then. Some some amount of time passes, and all of a sudden you see probe droids and snow troopers. Well, I was uh, like, at first I was like, where are they on Hoth? And I'm like, why did it jump that far in advance? And then right. as it has switched over. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I know what they were getting at, but I'm not sure if it was really worth that. You know? Well, it's, it, it's a great, like, comes full circle that he that he ends up going to look for her because he, who, what else does he have at that point? So, you know, he had to go through the trouble of finding out, well, what ship was so gone during this whole thing? What happened to it? Where did it crash? Where could it possibly have crashed? Cause they probably didn't know. So he probably didn't see that till way later. So it's interesting that he probably like longed to find her for a long time. But, but the, now the question is, is how long, because the fact that that lightsaber was just sitting there almost right on the surface yeah true yeah it, it, yeah was it a shallow snow but i mean how fast did the empire roll out s- snow trooper gear for, for i mean yeah the whole tr- the whole armor changed that yeah. and and so th- that's the other thing is like so how many seasons had gone through you know and 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 what nobody came by there at all to t- take a look at wreckage and not even find a lightsaber just sitting there well, random moon. Who knows? I mean, come on, think about it. Ray was, you know, when the the, the remaining ships in on Jakku. You know, you had Ray going around getting things. So, what, mm. what would not be one person on whatever planet that was yeah, going especially, around scavenging? 
especially a republic ship. Maybe not not much time passed then. I don't know. Again, it's one of the big problems I have with this whole entire saga is they have a problem with space, with time and distance. Hmm. I mean, and so how much time does go by? Everyone ages faster for sure. Well, well, the clones were put on a speeding thing. Yeah, but you and McGregor to Alec Guinness is a pretty, that's a pretty big leap in 20 years even. Like, <laughs> you and McGregor, it's been 10 years. He looks about the same. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. You know, living in a desert, it could age you pretty quick. I mean, he's probably a lot of stress. You know, he's no, a lot of that. shit. You remember, he, he should be calm, you know. That's what is it. But, you know, living in the... Living in the desert, you know, all that hot air blowing around. Plus, who knows what he was doing? We'll find out when that Obi Wan series comes we'll in. We'll find He's out. He's gonna be battling a lot of stormtroopers. <sighs> uh, who knows? I still, I still think that he should, you know, they, they, they should take the, um, you know, go the opposite direction and and have the cartoon take, you know, take the um the 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 series, take the Obi Wan series, and take the cartoon into it. And just redo that one episode where Maul dies and just do it live action. You, you, you got to feel like they're going to have to do that. Like they get, they're got, they got to try to find a way to do that. Well, they just did it with this. I mean, they threw in all, it wasn't live action, but that you had, uh-huh. you heard all the, the, the voices from the movie. Right. So and, what they do, they and, other- and, and they had the, the whole thing with the, 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 the Jedi all saying the exact same words. Uh huh. That's true. The exact same words. They could do the so reverse of that. Like, right after Ezra walks away, it goes to live action. Well, no, there's no. The whole thing would be live action. Obviously, it's just mm-hmm. recreating the animation in live. Oh, wait a minute! Doesn't Disney do that already? It's called uh, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, Aladdin, Jungle yeah. Book. Uh, they're doing Little Mermaid. Uh, uh then they just do straight to uh the uh, uh they did dumbo what else did they do straight lady in the tramp why not uh the obi-wan series i mean this is what why disney not? does why not i mean that'd be a pretty bold mood especially if they what if they like just uh cast ezra as the voice actor the voice actor guy just made him shave his head it's probably probably looks kind of like him and just have him just riding away just enough to make you wonder who he is Clearly, they don't care. They just threw Maul and Solo without worrying about people seeing Clone Wars. Yeah, that was like I said. That was the dumbest thing to do. You know what? Instead, I thought it was awesome. Instead of Maul, they should have put Prince Zizar because that would have blown everybody's minds. You've already brought brought Thrawn back into the canon. Bring that guy back into the canon. I read that in like third grade. I don't remember that. What? I read that in like third grade. I don't remember uh, what his deal was. He he was he was the the um, the leader of Black Sun during uh, the Shadows of the Empire. Mm. So when when um, uh, he was being sed- he was trying to seduce Princess Leia to marry him or something like that. Right. Okay. And, uh, um, and she wouldn't fall for his his um. Uh, pheromines because he has like a certain kind of pheromine that can seduce you but um uh and it's funny that i remember that but um uh uh 
they, that would have been better than Maul. You know, Maul should have stayed dead. That's why I'm still worried about Boba Fett coming back because, you know, he was brought back once. And then that, and, and it's funny when they redid the canon, he's still dead. But now I, it seems like he could come back. You know, that, again, it's fan speculation. You know, it's it, oh, just because you heard the the uh, the, the Spurs. Crazy, yeah, you heard that or whatever. And, and it's just like, you know, like the people were going crazy because of the, the um, uh, John Williams uh, score of um, uh, of. of um, uh, they, 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 it's it's funny because they they call it the tale of Darth Plagueis the music that was playing when 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 Sidious when the Chancellor was telling Anakin about Plagueis the music in the back sounds exactly like the music they were using for Snoke in um, the ride uh, in in um, uh, the Force Awakens so everyone kept speculating that Snoke was. Darth Plagueis, and right. I said, well, first of all, that's just ridiculous because John Williams reuses cues all the time, and there were like two of them ripped right out of Star Wars in The Force Awakens, and 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 on top of it, that cue alone that they're referring to actually starts before he even tells the story. It starts as Anakin is coming into the, 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 uh, the opera house. Mm. And um, so that cue is playing all along, and which leads me to believe that that cue is more of the music that goes on during the, uh, the, the opera itself. So well, everyone uh, had a Snoke theory. Oh, yeah. And of course, no one got that one right. <laughs> no, because Snoke was nobody. <laughs> Snoke was Snoke nobody, was not right. Snoke was a test two baby. Yeah. Um, oh, but speaking of uh, Anakin, though, just to say, just that imagery of seeing Darth Vader holding a blue lightsaber at the end was kind of cool. That was a nice little. So, but did she? I mean, she she must have kept one of them, right? Or did she lose? Yeah, one? it seems like it seems like she kept one. She, well, you don't see her holding two after they they you know she's flying. That's another thing. The whole flying through to get onto the Y wing that was a little. I mean, even I was like, okay, I you know the powers of the force are crazy, um, but that was a little far fetched. But then I was like, and this is exactly why Mace Windu is still alive. <laughs> because you can get your arm chopped off, but you can still fly through, falling through the city and land safely somewhere and go into hiding until the time is right. And maybe he shows up in the Obi-Wan series and then is finally killed. And that would be, give a good cameo for um, Samuel L. Jackson again. Oh, man. Part of me wants to say that'd be terrible, but Samuel L. Jackson... Oh, come on, you know, have uh, a cameo or something. And then, you know, whatever, you know, you, you got to end his story because it does not. The way things go, I don't think his story's over. They could tie him into Maul. Him and Maul can have a show. He can be chasing down Maul and kill his crime syndicate. He could be the reason Maul loses all his shit. That could be that, uh, that um, uh, Windu went, went, also went into the crime syndicate area and then just kind of destroyed him. Look whatever. at this. We watched Clone Wars and stumbled into a Mace Windu Darth Maul show. I still think you can combine the, instead of a solo movie, is, you know, wrap up the solo movie, you know, because of Maul. You combine mm. them all, the Obi-Wan movie and the solo movie into, in, uh, 
you know, because they were going to make an Obi-Wan movie. Right. You know, the Obi-Wan movie, the Solo movie, and the Boba Fett movie, the three of those movies into, you know, one big story arc within the Obi-Wan series. So, you know, because they're, it, go under the assumption that, well, make them one hour episodes. So you can have like a four episode arc. So it's like two movies. And you kind you close out, you close out how Maul is alive because, uh, you know, people, more, more people are going to watch a live action series than a cartoon series. So the fact that the solo movie brought Maul back, you got to explain how that happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, that's how you have it is that somehow, you know, Kira, it starts off with Kira going to meet up with him because that's how the movie ended. And then it, and then it's explained somehow, you, you know, whatever. And at, at some point you can have, um, what, what, Ooh, J- Jabba, Jabba the Hutt commissions Han Solo for his first venture, which is to steal some shit from Maul because they're rivals. Well, yeah, something like that. But you can't and you can never have you can. Well, you can have Obi-Wan and Solo cross paths, but play it as a, a game where the audience knows that. But neither one of them know each other, you know, that they cross paths, but they don't say anything to each other. True. Well, uh, he Obi Wan could know Chewie though. Yeah, I mean that is possible. The way they were kind of talking in the bar, you could always just say like, "Oh, they knew each other." Well, they kind of in, in the radio series they almost made it sound that way too. Oh, Chewie knows Yoda. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe they maybe they hopped on a call one time on a on the Hollow Net. Who knows? You can have, I mean, the, the question is, is, you know, all of people like us who sit there and throw these ideas out, do you think that the people in the story group are doing the same thing? I like to hope so. Otherwise, what the hell is a story group for? Coming up with really bad ideas like the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> That's weird. Do you think, yeah, I, I, do you think there's any sub, substantial... Do you think the rumors are substantial, like that the Lucasfilm, like that J.J. had some, basically like the Snyder Cut situation where J.J. had his own cut, Lucasfilm took a bunch of shit out of it to make it shorter? I, I, don't, I don't know. And what's very disturbing is on all the different versions of, uh, of um, The Rise of Skywalker, whether they were the standalone versions or the, um, uh, the, the big 27 disc set. There were uh-huh. no, there was not a commentary track. There was not, um, there was, there was no, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. I thought that's super weird to not have yeah. deleted scenes. And when, when I got off the, when I got off the, the thing with you earlier, so I was talking to Steve, um, uh, uh, cause he was regarding Colin's script and, and other things. And, and, uh, he, he bought the 27 disc thing and he sold it um, on eBay and got a $75 profit off of it. And the reason why he sold it was because he had he heard all the bad reviews of the bad transfers. And I said to him, I go, well, I haven't gotten through every disc yet, but um, I, it, to me, it's fine. Bad transfers on the, the discs? Yeah. Is that like a mass thing? Well... Uh, well, I was reading some people were, you know how I told you that my disc froze in some places and then I took it out and then I just kind of, you know, took my t-shirt to, to it and then it played fine. Mm. People were having those same kind of problems that their, their discs were freezing. I don't, 
and you know those, those they're hit and miss i mean you can play in one it'll play fine in one machine and, and play bad in another you know it's never going to be a perfect thing it's kind of sad that you know Man. a brand new thing and, and it freezes but it wasn't all the discs uh-huh um, that's annoying a couple of them but you know i don't have time to go through 27 discs all in one city same thing with uh with um the uh the infinity saga i have i still have not opened that <laughs> that's gonna be fun I mean, the only thing i opened was to get the code so i can get all the digital versions of it i have not put one disc inside the uh and what i've had that thing now for over a year, almost a year. Well, when did Endgame come out? It came out in April, so uh, um, it's almost a year. Yeah. And I've not put one disc in there. And that was because Erica was going to come over and she wanted to watch it. And then we got quarantined. And so we, you know, she had never, she's seen like bits and pieces of all those movies or whatever. Maybe not all of them, maybe a couple of them. And so she wanted to, you know, go through them from start to finish. And then we all got quarantined. So She's stuck in her house. I'm stuck in my house, and we can't uh, we can't watch. Damn virus! Oh, I know. I mean, it's getting ridiculous, but whatever. Well, there it is. That's the Clone Wars. Supposedly, the end. The third time it's ended, right? Second, second or third time it's ended. It's a. It's it. It ended after season five, then it yeah. ended after season six, and then it now it ended here. So this is the third ending. Okay. And uh, I'm making the bullet prediction, and only because I want it to happen, we're going to be getting Clone Wars movies at some point. I, I'm done with the Clone Wars. We've seen it end. We need, <laughs> we need Son of Dathomir. It ain't over till we get that. And also the uh, what Dark Disciple. Is that the, the, the Ventress and Quinlan Vos story? I forget about. Oh, you want to see called. those? You want to see the books turned into something? Well, they were originally scripts for the show. That when they got canceled by getting Disney, was, they turned into. Well, no, there was a there was a comic book was dark. Oh, Dark Disciple, I guess, was a storyline. Yeah, there was that storyline. Ah, oh, shit. There's one more that was, that sounded really cool. Oh, fuck. no, it was it was the Darth Maul storyline. Darth Maul was definitely needed. I needed that. Um, oh, there's a, a Yuta power arc, apparently. Um, with Anakin and Obi-Wan. And apparently they have some, some deep heart-to-heart about Ahsoka leaving and how it bothers him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm over well, Star Wars now. Until we got- <laughs> although although there, I, I am curious, supposedly today... Right now, I haven't, I mean, it's flashing through, but the Mandalorian has some kind of behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I may watch that next weekend, you know, because. Well, that's going to be released weekly as well for the next eight weeks, apparently. Oh, it's an eight week. It's an, oh. I know Disney, they're smart. They're not like a Netflix. They're going to make you just wait on it's fine it's fine <laughs> it, 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 it's fine because uh i mean it gives it will give me something to watch because you know all uh westworld just ended today and all my other shows are, are ending this week and in the next couple of weeks so it'll give me stuff to watch right, i mean I, I don't hang out on netflix i have not yet seen the tiger king stuff or whatever oh oh you're doing so, yourself a disservice no 
I'm not, I don't cave into, I already caved into the Game of Thrones when everyone started watching that and said, oh, you got to watch it. And then I did. And then I hated it. I'm not falling into that. You hated every season that you watched. I did. That show sucked. (laughs) I agree. Fuck that show. (laughs) You're such a liar. The one who comes into my house and then starts crying to see it on the big screen for the first time. Well, you know what? That's before I knew how it ended. (laughs) <laughs> well who knows when when what's his name a george martin uh, uh finishes his books and they decide to go back and make a movie off of the books and say the real ending those books aren't coming out man he's gonna die <laughs> maybe i don't know but anyway hell All there right. it is there's your May the 4th super duper podcast. This is going to be fun to sit sit and edit, start editing tonight and into the into the morning to be released around 4. 4 in the morning? 4 4 p.m. on May the 4th. Okay. May the 4th 4. May the 4th of 4. Wait a minute, 4 p.m. Pacific time? 4 p.m. Pacific or, time. Or you can wait 3 more hours and make it 4 p.m. Honolulu time. Well, it's going to take me more than three hours to listen to everything that we talked about today. No, what I'm saying is that is that it would if you start editing it now, you don't have to release it at four o'clock Pacific time. You can release it four o'clock Hawaiian time. Uh, well, I don't care about Hawaii. Well, I'm just saying it's still four o'clock. It's like it's four o'clock somewhere. <laughs> True. I mean, it's technically the fourth now somewhere. Yeah, in in uh, Chicago, New York, um, almost in. Uh